welcome to Stays Crunchy and Milk. If you have questions or comments, we have multiple ways we can be reached. Twitter is, of course, the best way for those who need instant gratification. And the show's Twitter feed is at SkimPod, S-K-I-M-P-O-D. Stays Crunchy. For the more patient amongst you, the email address for the show is podcast at StaysCrunchyandMilk.com. Crunchy again being spelled with a K. Crunchy. Hey, feel free to give us a call at 216-264-6311. That's 216-264-6311. We're available by Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, anywhere. Fine podcasts are available. And of course, at the website, stayscrunchyandmilk.com. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share wherever possible, including on YouTube, where we can now be found at Stays Crunchy, and over on Twitch, where we're still Stays Crunchy in Milk. Our personal Twitters are Tatum216, Lunchbox2099, The Real ODP, and I'm your host, the Internet's Tayrail713. Stays Crunchy, Stays Crunchy, Stays Crunchy, Stays Crunchy, Stays Crunchy, Stays Crunchy. Yo, it's the rockness, not live, then again, I'm rocking, I'm live. But I'm not fat, then again, I'm so, my shit so fat, fans let shots fly. Swift and changeable, no style be rock style, not foul. But play with me at your own risk, kid, I might not smile. You get whipped upon in one arms. I don't fight clean, float like a butterfly, sting like a scorpion on the tip of a sick dingling. Bring the noise with your peeps. We up in space, deep with nines like Starfleet. Ah, she, gar beach ass rappers, MP will trap ya. Then like a federal case, I'll crack ya. Words my man, Don Ruler. I'll cold beat your crew up. If it gets thick, then number two will pass the Ruger. Click, click, booyah. Hello and welcome to it. Stay scrunchy milk, episode 416. And we stay gas operated while clapping these 45 millimeter rounds of podcast. I'm joined by my best friends. It's Tatum 216. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> no, I, I was it asked it asked me, did I want to record too? Oh shit. <laughs> well that's a new yes that. I hope you said yes and we're all good. No, I didn't. <laughs> it, it went away while uh how interesting. Well, hey, let me double check, double check. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're going, so I'm all good. And also joined by the real ODP. Hey, you know what? We often ask who is the asshole on this show, but we never really ask how is the asshole. <laughs> Think about <laughs> it. <laughs> well, why? Oh, but why? Not. Why is the to asshole? done. We are joined by a special guest. It's the homie Delvin Cox of the Delvin Cox Experience. And actually, actually many other podcasts, which we will get into yes. as we talk tonight. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, our normal standard Thursday night record. And uh, it just happens to be a Browns game going, which means you don't get any day in the night. He has to support his team. Has to. When we discussed it last, he said he's going down with the ship. Because I'm like, we got, a, we got our, our second string quarterback. And multiple injuries on our in our running back core. I'm just like, sheesh. Again, hope we win, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, Devin, man, what's good, bro? Everything good, brother. How you guys doing, man? I, I appreciate how violent the podcast started off, and then it just muddled <laughs> out with uh, with a high. Like, oh, okay. That's what I do every. Oh, if you want to know, those lyrics are of 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 as big rock this monster, big rock from uh Helter Skelter. The name of that song is the Great Unknown. For whatever reason, it entered my brain the other day, and then I got to that line, "We up in this space deep with nines like Starfleet," and I was like, "That's my lyrics of the week." There it is, uh-huh. right there. Because I, I found like that it. to be a very good line, <laughs> a very good bar, if you will. Yes, 
I agree. <laughs> also, you should probably listen to it and hear hear the professional do it as as opposed to me. I'm like stumbling and bumbling over my words, whereas Rock killed that song. And uh, Hell Disgusting is very underrated. Just everything general. about that everything about that era of hip hop was the most misspelled time. <laughs> so, so I'm like. That song is called The Great Unknown. So you would think, okay, Great Unknown. Okay, no, but it's spelled G-R-A-T-E, like a cheese grater. Unknown, unknown is spelled right, but like every lyric, I'm like, that's that's not spelled right. That's off. That's spelled way wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will but say was, this. If you're, if you're going to hip-hop for your vocabulary <laughs> building skills, you are in the wrong place. <laughs> is he? It reminds me of uh, reading... Um, Either Wrecking for a Dream or Last Exit to Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Like, uh, by, um, I think it's Herbert Selby Jr. And this shit was hard to read because, like, their whole, the, the whole book is just, like, you know, fanatically talking. It is yeah. so hard to read. That book <laughs> was built for audio, uh, for, like, an audio book. Um, nice. Because, I mean, even though that shit was wrote in, the, I think, the late... The late sixties or something like that. I mean, they had early seventies record or something back then, right? They, they might have, but <laughs> reading that shit was absolutely brutal. Like yeah. um, last exit, last exit to Brooklyn. I think I felt so overwhelmed that it's left that shit on the rapid. <laughs> like somebody else will enjoy this book someday. <laughs> well, we can't have a guest on without shooting the shit with the guest for a little bit before we you know get into to, to form and function here. But I just figured I would just steal his bit. And go for a five for five. If you listen to the Delvin Cox experience, you know that's a, that's that's his bit. But I'm stealing it this week on my show. <laughs> Works for to me. Ask him questions. <laughs> so first up is, where did you come up? Tell me about your, your a little bit about your life that you think that you care to share. <laughs> hmm, okay, I was born and raised in Miami, Florida. Child of the '80s. It's kind of interesting because you know Miami is the home of the. Boom, Miami bass type thing. So, you know, grew up listening to Uncle Al and stuff like that. But I was never into none of that stuff. I was into like <laughs> Cool G rap, KRS One, and stuff like that. So it was kind of interesting just growing up in that environment and just being ingrained in a completely different genre of music, of hip hop. <laughs> I dig it. Okay, so like, so you you grew up, of course. Okay, like you said, with the Miami sound, but it's like I always hear interesting stories about how Luke just brought everybody down to Miami. Yeah, like 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 that's like like Miami. Oftentimes, people say it's not the South, really, because it's like it's like it's got its own kind of vibe, international vibe. That's that's very yes. different than the rest of, the rest of Florida, but also to its to its own self. So it's like. How was you getting all this other music when 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 Miami was you know doing its thing? Oh, I can tell you that. That's easy. Um, I, I don't know what area all of you brothers stay in, but in South Florida, we got a bunch. We were known for having a bunch of flea markets, and these flea markets would have mixtapes. Like they would sell like tapes and stuff like that. And they would have all the mixtape, whether it was a Clue tape. DJ EFN tape. At the time, they had um, DJ Cali tapes. They had like everybody's mixtapes. So I would just go to the flea market, get it cut when I had hair, and buy like a <laughs> buy like a clue tape. 
that was my thing. Go get a DJ Clue tape or a Funkmaster Flex tape, and I would hear all these rappers that I didn't know at the time, but became like my, some of my favorite rappers. Like, I, I, I heard Noriega before the War Report came out. I was hearing not early nods and stuff like that. Like, life is like a dice game and stuff on Clue mixtapes and things. And I kind of fell into that era of hip-hop because of it. Because, like I said, Miami-based hip-hop, it was okay, but it was like, that was made for one particular thing, and that was for girls to dance at parties. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. Right. I'm not disagreeing with it. <laughs> no, I don't follow with it at all, but when, you, when you're a kid, you, wanna, you want something different. And much as I love, as a kid, I much as I love R&B, kind of found myself kind of like with the movies I watched, like, like watching Crush Groove and Breaking, stuff like that. I, I kind of found myself gravitating towards hip-hop. Like, yeah. Run DMC and those guys. I want to find more of that stuff. Yeah. Cool. I like it. I, I, you know, I definitely love it because that's just pretty much uh, all all three of us, all the of, of, of story, you know what I'm saying? We got hip-hop and it just came and it arrived and we was like, okay, we fuck with this. So I dig it. I dig, I dig that, man. So what is it? What, what is my, what was Miami like just when you was, when you was a young and like that, when you was just getting around? I mean, oh, I don't violent. know, man. When I see my, when I see Miami now, it's just it's like it's super pretty, puffy lid ass, all this and that. But I'm like, what's really going on in Miami? Because you, because I remember cops was all down through there. You know what I'm saying? The show cops used to be. That was that's where Broward County and all that shit is at, right? Yeah, exactly. You nailed it. When I was growing up, Miami was weird. I grew up like I was a small kid in like the 80s and I was like a teenager in the 90s. I, like I, I was 10 years old in 1990 specifically and you know grew up in, in the 90s. So in the 80s, I specifically remember like the crack epidemic hitting Miami like and seeing like, I, to this day, I know the smell of crack because I was at family members' houses and people thought of crack cocaine as like a social drug. So they'd have parties and stuff like that and they'd tell the kids to go to the room. But you could smell that smell of crack or smell weed like in the room, and you get like, okay. I didn't think nothing of it as a kid, but when I got older, like, oh, okay, they was doing the heavy stuff. They just didn't realize it. But as I, when I got in high school, you didn't really see that as much. You saw the aftereffects of it because you like you grew up and you see like a lot of crack, old crackheads in the neighborhood and things like that. But well, Miami's weird because we don't really have gangs. It's a lot like how Cali is in terms of like you have kind of like. Clicks, they don't necessarily call themselves gay. They have, this, they call them like they're basically like clicks and crews, but they hang out on certain areas. Like they, we had like the Forty Boys and stuff like that, and Overtown Boys and like stuff, stuff where you kind of like have to know where you're going at, know what area you're in. But I was always cool with everybody in those areas because I just wasn't that guy who was like in the streets and stuff like that. And I loved hip hop, so it was kind of just my thing where I would hang with everybody. Listen to hip hop, and it, Miami's just a fascinating place to grow up in because it's just one. When I was growing up, we didn't have Rick Ross. We didn't. We barely even had Trick Daddy until I got into high school, so we didn't really have a, our own hip hop. <laughs> but what we did have was we gravitated towards West Coast music, like so. You you hear a lot of Tupac down here, a lot of Ice Cube down here, a lot of Ghetto Boys down here. You'd hear a lot of Scarface. You hear a lot of all that West Coast stuff. And plus, to be honest with you, when we listened to East Coast music, they was making fun of cats from the South. So 
when you when you're a guy from the south, you hear these guys that you respect that get fun of your music, and the West Coast is kind of embracing you. Like, all right, we'll rock with them. We'll rock with Tupac and them. And that's kind of how it was down here. Yeah. That's so dope. Yeah, that 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 really reminds me of because um, we're from Cleveland, <clears throat> and until Bone, we didn't really um, have our own music. So. Um, you you picked one side the same way. Either you uh, you gravitated towards West Coast music or East Coast music. Yeah. And um, the the first half of my life, uh, it was definitely all West Coast. It was like Ice Cube, Easy E, DLC, um, the Far Side, and then um, like when nineteen like ninety four hit, it all switched. That makes sense. It's nice. <laughs> Yeah. It was ever. It, it was. It was Illmatic. It was Illmatic. All of a sudden, getting five in the source, and it was like it just. The entire thing just was like, okay, we shift back home, to to, to the birthplace at least. You know what I'm saying? And so, and as you know about me, it wasn't Illmatic for me. For sure, it was big. Yeah. Because yeah. I I do not like the, I, I. I'm not gonna even say it out loud. It's not we just, it's just nope. Uh, Delvin and I was just talking about it, like uh, on on, uh, on Cadillac. His his son is, uh, just did a Nas uh, re-listen, and his All son doesn't it. appreciate Illmatic. Yeah, so he yeah. it's okay. It's okay to not appreciate Illmatic. Yeah. not my me. favorite. My favorite Nas album is It Was Written, and that's what I will that, say this. Like, and that was a couple years later. That's the first Nas album I heard. I I didn't hear Illmatic till late. Yeah, I didn't hear it after. Um, because we didn't, we straight up didn't get Illmatic down here. We, it we don't fit. <laughs> yeah, Il- we didn't. We didn't. We literally, we literally did Il-Matic not get a, the records here. Yeah. Oh no. Illmatic is a is a is a snow covered, gray mush city street kind of kind of album. It don't work for Miami. It, it, it just <laughs> don't. <laughs> so and, I get it. And okay. it's crazy to say this. But you gotta remember in these times, Illmatic wasn't really like a big album. No, was, so was there was. Just, but it, it didn't sell like a lot. Yeah, yeah it, it, so a lot of places like Miami, we just did not have Illmatic. We didn't start getting Nas albums in like ample until it was written, and I think part of that played into because Tupac was talking about Nas. <laughs> hmm. Like who is this dude? They he talking shit about? Let me listen to his yeah. music. <laughs> have you? Have you seen this? A uh, uh, it's a video going around where uh, where Snoop's talking about where uh, when Nas and um, and Tupac met. Yeah, I, I, I did see that video, and and uh, <laughs> and, and, and Snoop was like, "I knew Nas had people with him. Pac didn't know Nas had people with him, and it was really about to be a problem." And like, and uh, and so the way Snoop explains it, he's like, "Pac is like, yeah, you see how I bitched him out," and and Snoop was like. No, nah, bro, that's not how that really happened. Because uh, he gave you a pass. Yeah, he gave. So I, I found that to be a very interesting story. I saw that on one of the people I follow on Instagram. You know how that goes. Yeah, it's a couple of stories wow. out there like that with Snoop. Like, did you hear the story about Snoop, Snoop and them coming to Miami? No. What? What? Go ahead and share that tale. Okay, if I remember correctly. Snoop and the Dog Pound came to Miami, and this was during the time where they had beef with Luke. Oh, yeah. Buster thought it was easy. (laughs) Yeah. They didn't know that Luke 
they heard, I guess they heard the music and figured out oh, Luke ain't going to do nothing. No, that's not the case. <laughs> Miami has straight up killers. And then they, when they came down here, they saw the killers and they were like, ooh, no, no, no. They said about 100 dudes came up to them and they're like, yeah, we, we'll, we'll, we'll act better. <laughs> they said it. Mm-mm. They got that straightened quick. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's, it would seem to an outsider like myself that Luke hold Miami down in a yeah. lot of ways. But, like Miami is weird. Football. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, I, it was so like you got. You know what I'm saying? I know you got. You know what I'm saying? You got your uh, huge Cuban, you know, population down there. I know you got. You know, all these black people. You know, what I'm saying that the basically the descendants of slaves. But then you got all these Haitian people, you know what I'm saying, who yeah. you know, have come over and so forth and so on. So it's like, it's wildly diverse in a way that is is different than probably any city in America when you think about it. Yeah. And the thing about it is, and I tell people this all the time, you will see these dudes dancing and twerking and all kind of stuff down here. And them same dudes will kill you <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> and so you got to like... People always talk about the masculinity of people and things like that. That always becomes a topic, especially nowadays. Miami dudes don't rock like other dudes do. You think these dudes are soft because you see them wearing these tight T-shirts and these tight pants? Nine times out of ten, they are carrying big guns in their pockets. Leave them people alone. <laughs> <laughs> these are men who I mean, masculinity. When you yeah. grow up getting fucked with, you learn to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a kind of common occurrence in Miami. Dudes are just different down here. Very good. All right. Next question. What's your favorite podcast? Oh, I don't know anymore. I really don't know. (laughs) At one point, it was the Joe Button podcast. Okay. But then he pulled all that stuff he pulled with with his crew. I'm like, all right. You, you know, kind of knocked out a few pegs of mine. I liked uh, Brilliant Idiots a lot at one point, but then it was like kind of got like weird there. I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite part. My favorite part. I'm trying to think. You know what it is? My favorite podcast are the indie podcasts. All the indie podcasts that are out there doing things different from everybody else. I like finding new podcasts that are just. Off the off the beaten path, like the What Up Dope podcast, like what Calfy's doing with Cadillacs on Mars, you know stuff like that. Because they always they don't mind pushing the envelope. Joe Button got his fans. Yeah, we're just. <laughs> for what, sure, did, for sure. what did Joe Button do? I didn't hear about no, this. Joe Button had a couple of buddies uh, that did the show with him, and then uh, he decided, I guess, that he just wanted the money to himself or whatever. He fired them on the air. Oh it was wow! A big stinking thing. Wow! Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then now they now they got their own show. Rory and Mal got their own show. And, and got t- ten million. They, they got like a huge deal for their show on Sirius. Yeah. So it worked out for them. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing they quite good. Water in his face and washed off his marker down beard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Next question is, what got you into podcasting? Like, what made you say, fuck it, I can do this? Oh, this is, this is an interesting story. So, when I first 
I, well, I want to say I was in college. I used to listen to a lot of talk radio and stuff like that. Like um, Dan Levitard show and stuff like that. Because that's like a Miami staple. Miami bread and stuff like that. So I used to listen to a lot of that stuff. And not only did they bring that to like the podcasting space eventually. So I started listening to that on podcasts. But I also started listening to um, Adam Carolla. I started listening to what is it, the Kevin Smith podcast. Cause just because I didn't know what to listen to. And I, so I started like Googling podcasts. And this is back in the time where they didn't really have any podcasts out there like that. That was well-known podcasters. I want to say Adam Carolla and Kevin Smith probably were the two biggest ones at the time. There weren't too many other ones that was on that level. So I I started listening to those. I enjoyed those podcasts and stuff like that. But I wanted to hear more about the things that I liked. And what I mean by that is like, you know, video games. Wanting to hear black voices in podcasting. I thought that was important to me. So I started listening to a podcast called Married to the Games, which is about video games, which I liked a lot. And I started listening to another podcast called Geekwalize, which was a black hip-hop slash nerd podcast. So, like, one of the main guys on the podcast was a rapper. And he, they, they also they like all rapper? Like, yeah, like he has albums. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> like he has like albums on iTunes and stuff that are actually really good. So, I, I, I they, they were like I want to say three three black podcasts. They were every they come review a show, talk about comic books and stuff like that. And I enjoyed the show a lot. And then eventually they had me. I want to say I started writing for their website for a little bit. I started writing for their website. I started writing for a couple of other websites like um. BlameEbro.com I wrote for a little bit and I got good at that type of stuff yeah so um, I wanted to just start a podcast I wanted uh, an outlet for myself so I started a podcast called the Mic Drop Podcast my my homeboy Al who's also a rapper and my whole the whole thing with him was that Al is the type of dude who always goes against the grain and is going <laughs> to always say something controversial, even if just, sometimes I think he just said to be saying it, and sometimes I think he'd be saying it to, like, prove a point. So, me and him always had interesting conversations, like, I remember the night, well, when Trump first announced he was running for president, and everybody was laughing at him, he immediately said, Trump's going to win. Like, huh? And he said on the podcast, he's like, yeah, Trump's going to win, he's going to win it the last time. And, he, and he, I'm like, you really think so? Like, yeah, because people are going to fall for everything he says. Because people love celebrities. And 100%, he was accurate. Wasn't a landslide, to be fair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wasn't a landslide, but... But yeah, so... That's true. Good call. <laughs> yeah, he, he mean, won, he but he... The, he didn't cover the spread. He didn't cover the spread. <laughs> 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 yeah, but so... I'll end up not being able to do the podcast because, like those type of friends are, something always ends up happening in their life. And it and it's, <laughs> with Al, it's always stuff that sounds wild and crazy. Like, and you'd be like, bullshit, ain't no way that happened. Then you look like, oh, shit, that actually did happen. <laughs> like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> like, like, at one point, I think his girlfriend was like, was like dying from some kind of real disease. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. No way that's happening. 
And then, like, she actually was dying from that rare disease. I can talk about it now because she's okay. Mm. But like, it was like, it was like, it was like oh, gonna go the other way. I can talk about it now because she died. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was like, you was like, yeah, man, she she real sick. She throwing up, and I was like, yeah, I can't, we can't we can't record with this going on in the background. Like, so I ended up having to like, after I, me and him stopped doing the podcast, I'm like, I wanted that outlet, so I started doing the Delvin Cox experience and just. It finding people on the internet to interview and kind of do it like a, I always thought of it like like a late night talk show like Arsenio Hall so I kind of tried to do those type of interviews with people and starting off getting people to get on your podcast back then was not easy like you know trying to get guests because people didn't half people didn't know what a podcast was for one thing, and the other half was like, no, you're not famous. Why would I go on your podcast? <laughs> well, but probably I kinda, that, in addition to that, probably people not having just the ability to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you probably yeah. talk them through it, but it's like, like now in the age of Zoom, you could probably get almost anybody you want to holler at because everybody's now probably well-equipped to do it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got a camera, everybody got a mic, you know what I'm saying? You probably, I, I, would, I would hope that in the age of the internet, it is because, age of internet and of course the age of the pandemic, you've got, it's gotten a whole lot easier for you to be able to say, hey man, you want to jump on? Yeah, and the age of podcasting honestly helped with that because now everybody knows what a podcast is. Everybody's doing a damn podcast, so mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to just like, hey, you want to hop on this podcast? Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I got all my stuff set up. What, what you using, Zoom, Skype? What, what we doing? And it's like, okay, you know what to do. Yeah. I ain't got to say nothing. Back in them days, wasn't like that. <laughs> yeah, trust, trust. Yeah, we can, we 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 had to get our shit together for uh, remote recording when when this all started, and it, it was its own challenge. And I think we we finally got it dialed in with this with this, <laughs> with this with this Iris app when we do remote. But now we also can do stuff in person, so that is helpful as well. So That's cool. we do stuff in person uh, more often than not because it's just usually just us and. Uh, and then we we have a guest in, you know what I'm saying? We have now we have a remote setup. So while Gabe is out on the road, and you know I'm saying, and, and and if if he can do a show, then we do a show like this. And if not, we do a show hopefully in in front of each other. We jump on a nice. We got a decent little setup for uh, recording in person, and it works pretty well. So, yeah, dope. I like that a lot. That's dope. All right, cool. All right. Yeah, I, I remember back in the day listening to a lot of those Kevin Smith podcasts. Yeah. Um, tell us, Dave was our shit. Yeah. yeah, until it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's kind of how yeah. I felt about uh, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I used to be. I would have a bad day if if Kevin Smith didn't rec- um, didn't put out a podcast that day because like I wouldn't have a lot to listen to. Like that's what carried me um, like throughout my days. And then I remember um, T introduced me to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, and I was just like. Black people do this now, so uh, it really—I felt like that too. It really—I felt the same way. Yeah, it it uh, it, it pushed uh, pushed along, and uh, I guess like right around that time, you know, tell them Steve they did start changing their like their political views and stuff like that, and saying wild shit. I was just like, I just didn't agree with. It was just a perfect storm of, um, you know. Two two worlds uh, colliding because like after that like um, 
I was listening to um, Cold Slither, which was like a black pop culture uh, podcast. And yeah. Yeah, it, it really started like rolling more and more um, all at once. So it was, it's, it's been good to see um, podcasts change to, uh, for the better lately. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely changed for the better. All right, next one. Have you ever met anybody famous? Hmm. Now, are we talking in person or podcast-wise? <laughs> I'm going to give you in person, but if you got somebody that you met on a podcast, you really is like, yo, but I talked to this dude on the show. And that was dope. Oh, no I, reason I, not to share that, too. I say that because I interviewed Rodney Barnes, who wrote the Boondocks for multiple seasons. He oh. writes the Wu-Tang series that's out on Hulu now. Hulu right now. Nice. Yeah, and a couple other things. And I also had on my podcast Stan Bush, who uh, wrote the song oh, The Touch. Really? From, yeah. That Cold oh, Slitter yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah. How I'm, funny. He was on that Cold Slitter podcast some years ago talking about The Touch. Yeah. So, and I fucked Stan Bush, sort of. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of my favorite. Bush Lee. <laughs> that's from one of my favorite movies, the Transformers the Animated Movie. So, yeah, that was really pretty cool. Yeah. Now, and in person. Nights. Oh, yeah, Boogie Nights. I almost forgot about that. In person, <laughs> I met, I want to say his name right. I think it's Raheem from um, Juice. Okay. I can't Shit. remember his real what's name. His, what's his real name? I can't remember <laughs> his real name. I had a halt. All right, you, you keep but, going. I'm going to find Raheem from Juice. But I used to work in a bagel shop. I started bagels. And they was doing, a, they was shooting a movie, and he was in the movie. He would come over there every day, and get bagels. And every time he come out, like Raheem, I said, "Right, come on, man, get these bagels." And I, I was the only black person. I was the only black person in there, and there was a bunch of white people in there. They had no clue who he was. They, I guess they just assumed that he was my cousin or something. <laughs> so we just come in there. He would just um, get his lunch, talk to me for a minute, and leave. And that was like a, a daily thing for like about a. Few weeks. Oh, see, that was that's diff- that's different than meeting somebody. Y'all became tight. <laughs> that's somebody you hang out with on the daily at that point. <laughs> Khalil Kane. Yeah. Khalil Kane is his real name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he, I, I, he also betrayed. He also portrayed golfer Tiger Woods in Showtime's Tiger Woods, and he was in Love Jones. What did he play in Love Jones? Oh, he was Marvin. Oh and, uh, shit. He was uh he was uh old girl's boyfriend who ate who, who was mad about her eating the toastios. <laughs> and um he was um before I he 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 was on girlfriends for a while the um the series uh Yes. Yeah, he I, was uh he was he was the man in the 90s. Did some uh, episodes of Living Single? Yeah. Fuck with it. <laughs> I would Very like cool. to say uh, what I've discovered um during the pandemic it's fresh bagels from Einstein. They're good. Um, ch- yes, like I never like everybody want to talk about you know when you got the hot light on that Krispy Kreme, but getting a fresh everything bagel changed my life. Really good. Yeah, what time like, I need to get to Einstein to get a fresh bagel? Um, I would say every time I caught a fresh one was at about nine o'clock. Like it's past the rush. Where they uh like they have to make more everything bagels because everybody else got them, yeah. But that's just um how it worked out for me. Crispy on the inside, soft in the uh, 
Yeah, crispy on the outside, soft in the inside. Never knew that was a thing. Let me let me give y'all some inside trading tips about that. The bagels, the dough is frozen every every day. So it's not like they're making like the whole bagel from scratch. They every like um couple of days they get like a shipment in of just a box of frozen plain bagels and they make the bagels from that. But they are when you catch them in the morning, like five, I want to say five thirty when they open up, they are really good. Really, really good. To give me a, I meant to give me a fresh ass bagel, man, just to see I can li- I can live that life. It's one. It's not. It's not too far up the road from from here, so it's it's, it's one around the way. And uh, now that they got bought by uh, the, the company that owned Panera, so at this point they'll all be the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, strangely enough, um, they they're still better than Panera Breads. Well, I mean, it just happens. I don't know if they, oh, okay. they if, they, if they've even started transferring. It's oddly enough, it's one. It's the the Einstein that's on this side of the street, and the Panera is right there on the other side of the, of the same street. So it's like I wonder. Uh, I wonder what that's going to do for that when they are owned by, you know, the same corporate overlords. Well, I, I hope you get one before they change over because um, Panera's um, bagels are trash. I don't well, fuck with you know what? Not bagels. all of them. Oh, okay. So I just need an Asiago, John, and we'll be straight. Yeah, Asiago's they used to be real like, like a girthy, uh, yeah, <laughs> a girthy <big>. uh, bagel, <laughs> but now. Um, I mean, maybe it's just the one of my era. Them, them bad boys are just flat. They don't make them good at, um, over here. They also made, if I'm not mistaken, it's been a while since I've been to Einstein. They made a jalapeno cheddar bagel that was the hit. That's correct. That was, um, yeah. yeah, the, what's the other one? Abu Pan. Yeah. Used to have one too, uh, a jalapeno cheddar bagel. That was my, I used to buy them two at a time. Like, so, like, when I went, like, I could have them a couple days in a row because I didn't want to walk all that way. Yeah. And then um, one day, I went to work. I had bought one, two cream cheeses, two jalapeno bagels, and, you know, I ate one one day. So, the next morning, um, I get in at 6 in the morning, and I go look in the fridge, and it's a bite um, in my bagel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and my cream cheese is in the trash. <laughs> Yo. Oh, that was a recent happening then. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, like, at 6 in the morning, the, the cleaning people had, had already been there. They had already, uh, you know, it was a, it was nothing else in the trash can besides the, my cream cheese. Oh, that's so but funny. what makes that worse was my bagel was inside of my lunch bag inside of the refrigerator. So somebody went inside of my lunch bag, inside of that bag, <laughs> bit my bagel, was like, fuck it, put it back in there, like, oh yeah, fuck his cream cheese, and throw it in the trash. That's disrespectful, habitual, fuck. Habitual line yeah, cross line line <laughs> Just, oh yes. my gosh. I've been left smelling everybody's breath. Hey, come here, come here, you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if you smell like jalapeno. <laughs> this is why I don't miss working in the office at all. Just because yeah. dumb shit like that would happen, and I'm 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 good on that. Last yeah. last uh, last of the silly questions I was gonna ask you is uh, you travel anywhere? Like literally, I'm saying, pack them bags. We go in here. Where would you travel out to? Japan. Fuck yeah, Brad. That's all my, I want to do. My <laughs> daughter wants to go there really bad. She's like heavily ingrained to that culture. 
Yeah. I mean, everything about it, and I, I love it too. So, I will definitely want to go to Japan. That's a that's a that's a life goal. I I, I can't say it's it's happening anytime soon, but it's happening at some point. That's on my word. I'm gonna go Seems my so ass clean to Tokyo there. in Kyoto. It does. <laughs> kick it. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to go there with a, like with an empty bag, so I can just bring back all sorts of random shit. Gotta do it, or just buy a bag while you're there. Either way, <laughs> Kit Kat. Yeah, fuck yeah. Kit Kats. I want like I want to go in the vending machine and get some of that random ass shit. Kit Kat, weird want... beer, uh, fucking all kinds of weird video games and video game, video game memorabilia. I want to go to Disney Sea. I want to go to Universal Studios of Tokyo because they they got like you know the Mario Park and shit there. Every, I got all kinds of dreams about heading over to, to, to Japan, so we shall see. We get that, some of that like stuff said, that's here in Miami. Like the, the capsule machines that have the Why? weird toys in them. I don't know. Yeah. Like they have they have the capsule machine, they have the weird toys in them at the mall now down here. Hmm. So you can just put your like three dollars in it, you can get you a a Japanese Dragon Ball toy or something like that. And we also have like shops Always like- that that sell Japanese soda, like seaweed I'm soda and stuff to like that. Figure out how how shit, how shit like that worked soda. out. Like, what 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 Japanese expat or or just whatever uh, turns out a bunch of Japanese people moved to Brazil for some reason uh, uh, during World War Two. A lot of people moved to South America during World War Two. It was a weird situation there. Yes. I think people was just looking for asylum, seeking asylum, and so. Stuff like that kind of sneak up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I dig it, but I still would yeah. like to research the whys of, uh, like, there's somebody who wrote this, wrote a story or got a YouTube video of why Japanese culture is big in Miami, and I'd like to know. <laughs> <laughs> I would too, but it's pretty, it's pretty big. Very good, very good. Well, I mean, that's just that's 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 that's, that's our that's our five on five. I guess we'll just get into the regular regular of the show here. And you know how we do when, when whenever we are uh, doing a remote. I'm gonna do a couple news stories. We're gonna talk a bunch of shit. We do some amount of assholes. We'll pack it up. We'll get out of here. It's easy. That's what I'm saying. So I will start you with this news story that showed up in my feed today, and I thought it was like, eh. Eh. <laughs> so here we go. Charges dropped against longtime Ohio inmate in shaken baby case. Oh. And Ohio, uh, I don't want to punch up this headline. An Ohio woman who spent nearly 20 years in prison on charges Baby of shaking, killing- not stirred. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> on charges of killing a baby in her care could be released as soon as Thursday. An Ohio woman who spent nearly two decades in prison on charges of killing a baby in her care could be released as soon as Thursday after new evidence in the shaken baby syndrome case led to charges being dropped. The evidence now shows that the injury that killed the nine-month-old girl in the care in the care of Kim Hoover, Kim Hoover Moore, happened days before Hoover Moore noticed problems with the baby in her home daycare in 2002, hmm. according to a court filing requesting a new trial. Hoover Moore, 57, was convicted at trial at the trial the following year based on a coroner's assessment that the child, Samaisha Benson, had shaken baby syndrome. Then, earlier this year, a former Deputy Franklin County coroner signed an affidavit indicating that a new analysis showed evidence of an older, undetected injury that could have led to the bleeding that killed the child. 
based on the new review, I cannot conclude that the present time that pathologically the injury suffered by Samishia, I don't know how to say this in that child's name, I'm sorry, definitely occurred within the time window that Ms. Hoover Moore was in charge of her care. Dr. Patrick Fardar wrote in a February 18th affidavit, the acute cha ch changes all occurred within four to five day window before her death. Fardar declined to comment Thursday. Franklin County Judge Carl Avini granted the new trial request, vacated Hoover Moore's conviction, and ordered her to her immediate release. Franklin County Prosecutor Gary Tyak previously represented Hoover Moore and recused himself. A different prosecutor dismissed all charges in the interest of justice. The prosecutor and defense attorney agreed in a court motion that the evidence at the time was sufficient to prosecute Hoover Moore. An attorney for Hoover Moore said Thursday that justice had been done after 19 years. The medical evidence proves that Ms. Hoover Moore was, has always said she is innocent. Joanna Sanchez, director of the Ohio Public Defender's Wrongful Conviction Project, said Thursday. Hmm. Hoover Moore's attorneys believe the case might be the first exoneration in Ohio involving a shaken baby conviction, according to data compiled by the University of Michigan's National Registry of Exonerations. Nationally, shaken baby convictions have come under scrutiny as new evidence challenges the diagnosis with multiple exonerations. In April, a California man was freed after 15 years in prison after prosecutors and a judge agreed that the scientific research underlying shaken baby syndrome has changed significantly in recent years. I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. If you want to read the rest of that, that is a that's an AP write up, and they didn't. They don't give a byline, so I can't tell you who wrote that story. Wait a minute, Andrew Andrew Welsh Huggins of the AP is who wrote that story. But it's all you heard for us ever was shaking baby syndrome, shaking baby syndrome, and I find it. I found this story interesting. One, this person was free in the great state of Ohio, so you know that counts for for a couple of things in our in our process. But also that, as, as it turns out, shaking baby syndrome might not be as cut and dry as we've always been told it was or is. And yeah, I find yeah. that interesting that science science has come along to say, nah, probably not what you think it was. Now, now I'm not telling you to go shake a baby. I'd ask you, I'd ask you not to. But yes, maybe local podcast tells people to go out and shake babies. <laughs> but maybe there's Only their maybe little there's hands. Yeah. So, uh, I can't fathom I don't know. being in prison for that long, having your life dramatically changed to that extent for something that you didn't do. And they're like, you get out, okay, you can go home. Like, Wait, what, sorry, what am I? We fucked up. Players fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what am I to do now? Like, even, even when you, like, oh, gonna... we fuck... it's going to be hard to get a job. It's going like... to be hard to do everything. What is home at that point? Yeah, no the shit. Whole, the whole world has changed in a ways that, like I said, you don't know. You hadn't seen it. You might have seen TV or pictures of this, that, and the third, but you ain't seen it. You know what I'm saying? To walk out, to walk home after 20 years on the inside, that per this person will never be right, ever. I hope mm -hmm. the state has some kind of a. Uh, well, I don't know. The, when they threw that. They no, go ahead, Gabe. Sorry. So they threw that whole, uh, well, there was enough evidence to prosecute her at the time thing in there to say, like, you might not be getting any money, lady. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like, Ohio is one of the worst states in setting people free. Like, I, I, forgive me because I don't know the legal term of it. They'll say, you're not, you're, you're still guilty, but we'll let you out. And you still have to say that you're guilty. And that's part of, like, getting out of, of, of jail. 
and Ohio is one of the worst states uh, about doing it. It's a um, a whole series of shows called um, Death Row Stories, um, and like the it's it's another one too. You know, I, I love li- uh, listening and watching the, um, crime stuff, yeah. and Ohio is one of the um, one of the worst states about like, oh yeah, we gonna let you out. But you got to sign this agreement and you're not going to get no money. It, like you have to have like DNA evidence or like somebody else um, confessing to the crime. And even then you still might not get your money. Hmm. That's wild. And in this case, it, it's not really. A, I, don't even, I don't even think of it as a money thing, although it, she should be get some kind of, you know, recompense or something. You know what I'm saying? It's just, this is just this is just science catching up with the evidence. And you know what I'm saying? That, that's just what we had. What we saw back in the day was evidence that said to us, shaking baby syndrome. Yeah, and but now, like the, the the Innocent Project took that. Innocence Project took that up. They they yeah. wouldn't have re um they wouldn't have redone that information without that. True, I doubt they would have even looked at it. So, mm. oh goodness gracious, that baby was already smoking crack. I didn't do nothing <laughs> to that baby. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, this is from uh, Kelly Tick Tycho over at USA Today. Onions linked to salmonella outbreak in 37 states recalled for possible contamination. Okay, so <sighs> onions make you cry for a whole new reason. Yes. So All right. Uh, I'm so unhappy with you. <laughs> onions make you leak something besides tears. Oof. I'm going to go with the first one if we're going to be punching up the headline. There we go. First one, first one. An undisclosed amount of fresh onions believed to be linked to a growing salmonella outbreak is being voluntarily recalled. In a recall notice posted by the FDA's on the FDA website uh, Thursday, ProSource Produce said the whole raw onions, red, white, and yellow, so all the races of onion are included on this one, are potentially contaminated with salmonella. The recall comes a day after the CDC announced a link between the onions, which were imported from Chihuahua, Mexico, and distributed by ProSource, which is based in Haley, Idaho. The CDC said in a safety alert Wednesday that 652 people have been infected with the outbreak Damn. strain Salmonella Orenberg from 37 states as of October 18th. The number of cases is expected to grow as more illnesses are reported. You know what I say to this? Cook onions? I'm going to have to do my own research. And I'm not going to let the government tell me I can't have my onions. Hell no. <laughs> From my cold dead hand. I guess you just you just can't eat raw onions, right? You got to cook them. Yeah, let's cook them. My All wife right. made some chili the other night. So do we, but we don't. Vanessa hates onions, so there'll never be no chili in my uh, my onion at this house. So I mean, onions in my chili at this house, I'm worried <laughs> not about that. Um I like I, I find it very so how very interesting that it all it took was, you know, six hundred and fifty people to be infected and uh all of a sudden the, the full weight of the FDA can come down and say, Get all the motherfuckers off the shelf. But they couldn't tell a motherfucker to wear a mask, you know, back in the day. Well, well it's it my choice. <laughs> <laughs> Put stuff. <laughs> yeah, like um I'm an adult. Like when they took away the onions from uh, the green onions from the Fiesta uh, potatoes at Taco Bell, I don't. It ain't been right since. It ain't been right since. Then you I took agree. away the uh, the alfalfa sprouts off of um, the 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 Beach Club from Jimmy John's. Also, I'm an adult. Ruined. 
Ruined by the lack of uh, of the delicious spicy alfalfa sprouts. Ruined is too strong a phrase. It could be much. It could be so much better with the deliciousness of some sprouts on top of that shit. I've, I've been ordering the turkey time. I don't oh, even damn. get the Beast Club no more. Wow, that's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Last one, last one. I just found this interesting. I want. I actually want to uh, 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 talk to Ann about it. Uh, oh shit! This is from over CNN, and I guess it's a Reuters story initially. So, who gets the byline? Did nobody get a byline? Is that how Reuters gets down? I try to give people credit for everything, but fuck it, I guess. U.S. surgeon successfully tests pig kidney transplant in human patient. Mm. For the first time, a pig kidney has been transplanted into a human without triggering immediate rejection by the recipient's immune system. A potentially major a major advance that could eventually help alleviate a dire shortage of human organs for transplant. <laughs> The procedure done at NYU Langone, Langone Health in NYC, New York City, I don't know why I was about to say NYC, like I'm anything, involved <laughs> the use of a pig whose genes had been altered so that its tissues no longer contained a molecule known to trigger almost immediate rejection. The recipient was br- a brain dead patient with signs of kidney dysfunction whose family consented to the experiment before she was due to be taken off of life support. Jesus Christ, this is morbid. Researchers told Reuters. So they just wasted a kidney? Nope. <laughs> for the three days, the new kidney... For the three days, the new kidney was a test of her blood vessels and maintained outside her body, hmm. giving researchers access to it. Test results of the transplanted kidney's functions looked pretty normal, said the transplant surgeon, Dr. Robert Montgomery, who led the study. The kidney made the amount of urine that you would expect from a transplanted human kidney, he said, and there was no evidence of the vigorous early rejection seen when unmodified kid, pig kidneys are transplanted <laughs> into non into non-human primates. The recipient's abnormal creatine level, an indicator of poor kidney function, returned to normal after the transplant, Montgomery said. In the United States, nearly 107,000 people are presently awaiting for organ transplants, including more than 90,000 awaiting a kidney, according to the United Network of Organ Sharing. Wait times for kidneys averages three to five years. Whoa. Researchers have been working for decades on the possibility of using animal organs for transplants, but have been stymied over how to prevent immediate (laughs) rejection by the human body. Montgomery team theorized that knocking out the pig gene for a carbohydrate that triggers rejection, a sugar molecule or glycan called alpha-gal would prevent the problem. The genetically altered pig, dubbed gal-safe, was developed by the United Therapeutic Corps Revi- Rev- R-E-V-I-V-I-C-O-R. So, just in case you want to know what that is, unit. It was approved by the FDA in December 2020 for use as food for people with a meat allergy and as a potential source for human therapeutics. Medical pr- uh, products developed from the pigs would still require specific FDA approval before being used in humans, the agency said. Other researchers are considering whether gal-safe pigs can be sources of everything from heart valves to skin grafts for human patients. The NYU kidney transplant experiment could pave the way for trials in patients with end-stage kidney failure, possibly in the next two year or two, said Montgomery, himself a heart transplant recipient. Those traits might test the approach as a short-term solution for critically ill patients until a human, a human kidney 
Well, the word human just was not trying to come out my throat properly. A to a human kidney becomes available or as a permanent graft. To uh, headline your punch up. To you. Oh, go ahead. Headline punch I, I, up. Person no longer uh, transparent recipient no longer kosher. <laughs> <laughs> that was better than the one I was about to say, so I don't even say anything. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's ah uh, man. I, yeah. I, I won't. I don't want no pig. I won't want no pig. Nothing. Oh, I know. That's why I want to talk to you about. Uh, and, 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 and I and I don't eat no swine, no red meat in general, actually. And uh, no hooved animals. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and I was wondering how you felt if you felt some type of way about possibly being catching the catching the transplant if need be from an being animal that you bacon. definitely don't fuck with. <laughs> yeah, I guess as uh, long as I don't need a, a my tongue transplant, I guess I, I could take something. We will we'll, we'll see how that goes. I find that to be interesting. I uh, I don't know where we we have a whole livestock <laughs> problem in this world at this point. It's where wild. I'm just like, well, because yeah, like, so, so they say you know they blame cows for a good chunk of the methane that is, exists on the planet. And they've been and they've been saying for years that so we really need to stop fucking with cows. Pigs are supposed to be this wildly intelligent animal that you probably shouldn't be eating to begin with because pigs are so damn smart that they kind of like uh, they play it on a different level, you know what I'm saying, than, than other animals. So why it's are like they so just, smart? Because they lay in poop and mud all day. They're uh, they they don't sweat. <laughs> I can I can tell you all the um all, all so the, the fake black Muslim um, uh, reasons why not to eat pork. I mean, but, they're, they're, they're poorly, they're, they were poorly designed animals when you think about it, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't make them motherfuckers, the planet did. So who, who am I? <laughs> God should have made them so tasty. Blame Jesus. <laughs> they the are Jewish really good. Guy? I'm not going to pin it on him. <laughs> he didn't eat it. <laughs> he definitely yeah. fucked with them pigs. It, it tastes so good. It's just, have oh you ever tried gosh. a bacon cheeseburger? Like I, it just changed the whole game. I've, I've had, oh, I've yeah, had a not... bacon cheeseburger before. Um, I respect bacon. I just don't need it. I, I bacon bacon after all these years of not consuming it. Even though my my, my kid, my, my 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 youngest child, fuck with bacon, uh, and so I'm more than willing to make her some bacon if she wanted. If uh, but uh, bacon smells like shit to me. Clean, like yeah. it smells so much like poop that it's bothersome to me. So where everybody else is smelling like, oh, bacon smells so delicious. All I'm smelling is is, poop. is pig shit. And it's when, awful. <laughs> I, I have Every a question. Morning. Have you, either of you tried turkey bacon? Oh, yes. Yeah, but turkey bacon's a lie. Turkey bacon is a cold cut. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's all lies. But, at the, so, during the pandemic, um, you know, we talked about this quite a few, uh, I guess two years ago now. Yeah. I, I was Jesus. making turkey bacon one day, and I accidentally burned it. And burning it wasn't the thing. So I went back to work. I left the bacon on. I'm, you know, doing other shit, being a dad. And I cooked it up. And I'm like, I feel, I was like, God damn, after all these years of being alive, I finally figured out how to cook turkey bacon. You got to cook it until you think it's oh, it's a way past the point of cooking. <laughs> <laughs> all things, like ground turkey. You gotta cook that shit down to every every morsel of water is out of it. Otherwise, it tastes gamey as shit. 
I hate yeah. it. And that and, and it probably just proves to, true for turkey bacon. You gotta cook that shit hard, fry that bitch hard, and then yeah. you'll be like, oh, okay, this works. <laughs> yeah, tur- um, ground turkey or ground chicken. I've never had a problem with it. Like, um, yeah. you know, we we ate it before the bandwagon um, jump. Uh, because it was it was very it's very it was very very inexpensive at first. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, you could get a uh, it was like a twenty ounce pack was like ninety nine cent for years. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you got a damn near burn turkey bacon. <laughs> and that's fine. Like it, it's it's pretty much a cold cut. It's pressed to meat. Yeah. It's, it's not bacon. Now you know Every- beef bacon. You know is beef. Um, this is a lean. <laughs> sizzling. And they, I mean, they, they make duck bacon. Now, duck bacon is probably the closest thing that, but duck bacon is crazy as expensive. Yeah. I've, I've never tried. Right, every now and again, I've I, I never some, heard of duck bacon. I'll cop some high end turkey bacon from like, uh, you know, our local high end grocery chain or whatever, just to see. And in fact, I did a, 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 a we try for uh, the patron, Patreon of, of the various bacons. From low end, lower end to to the high end, only to discover that of course the middle was where it was at. <laughs> so it's yeah. always the way. Um, Walmart turkey bacon is my favorite uh, because they they cut they they slice it thin enough. It's the it's not like the the um, the totally like uh, emulsified turkey bacon like um, butterball. Yeah, and um, the other ones are. It's like a um, like a turkey ham. It's like real ribbons of meat instead of just like a Play-Doh version yeah. of turkey bacon. I was so, watching uh, Give Mythical Morning the other day, and they was they tried turkey bacon. They tried uh, and like the Oscar Mayer one was the one that they uh, was like, this is the worst thing ever. But they held it up, and it looked like it looked like cartoon bacon. So that's why I can't fuck with it. But, uh, you know, we just, that's nice news. Well, I had something to say about transplants. I always thought our saving, (laughs) our saving, what would save us in transplants was, was cloning Mm, and cloning people's parts. I always thought that would be the future, not animal uh, transplants. Yeah, the the, the people got weird about the notion of cloning and then actually we figured out, found out that cloning, uh, cloning, we'd have to start, for that to work, we'd have to start getting the materials for cloning right when babies are born. Because as it turns out, cloning, if I'm not mistaken, you basically base the cells in a in a clone animal were like the same age as the as the, as the thing it got cloned from. Yeah. And like nobody want old parts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We want fresh parts. So this brings the conversation full circle. So we get these babies, we get the hearts and the liver and stuff, and then we make baby bacon and then we want the rest of the meat. <laughs> this this conversation just got morbid. <laughs> Shit. Baby bacon. Baby bacon. Anyway. Baby bacon is so sweet and delicious. As 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 we shall proceed. Ant Man, what's been going on with you? Um, I I you know what? Not a whole lot. Um just been working out a lot of hours and um I'm you know, about that. <laughs> I am totally happy about it. I'm, I I'm get good. it because I need I need to pay for these children to go to Disney and all that good shit. Well, I need to give them spending money for Disney at this point. But I, I mean, just... I I mean I, I don't know if my boss listens to this podcast, but like I'm sitting at I'm sitting at home uh, for the most part. I'm watching Sex in the City all day. Um, 
I'm like close to my family. My partner's upstairs. Like she's good. My kids come down here, ask can they have a snack. They can finally reach the shit themselves now. I'm getting to the point where like it's it's plat it's it's, it's okay. Cause nice. I know after being at this company for twenty years, that, that shit gonna stop. And then when it yeah. stops, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard just to be sitting here for eight hours and not have nothing to do. It's gonna happen You're again. Right. You're but, right. It's gonna get it's gonna get extra dry sooner than later. So I got I, I might as well take advantage while it's here. So three things um, happened to me this week that I I will uh, that I observed that I, I want you guys opinion on. One, I bought uh, a travel mug. What the hell happened? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Right. So I bought a travel mug and. Like it says on the on the, on the when, when you buy it, it's like you know stays hot for six hours, stays cold for the twelve hours. That's too much. <laughs> That's too much. That's too much. I'm right, tell you why. Because because at some point it needs to be cool enough to fucking uh, cool down enough for you to drink it. Yes. And okay. sometimes I just want the ice to melt. Yeah. Or <laughs> like so. Um, I had bought some shoes and um. And I need to take them back because they didn't fit. So on my lunch break, um, I was going to go take the shoes back. And we got in the car. And I made some tea in the morning. Uh, about maybe uh, two hours before we were about to go. So I took a sip and burnt my tongue immediately. After two hours of this shit being in the cup. I'm like... Ooh, this is way too hot. You know, so I, you know, I, I cracked it open. You know, let some of the steam come out. Yeah. Took the shoes back on the way home. Still too hot to drink. <laughs> so I took the uh, matter of fact. I was just like, I didn't even drink it after that. Yeah. Uh, my girl drank it. She enjoyed it. I was, it was like, because women, the, the ovaries is a naturally natural cooling system. <laughs> Because, you know they can take they can take heat better than us. They can get in the hot baths and drink hot tea and but it was way way too hot and it was just like it was like that for hours for at least four hours that 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 tea was piping hot. Not just like you know tap it you know you can drink it, but like just now when we were about to start, I had to put two ice cubes in here in order to drink this. Very still, very hot tea. That's a damn good mug. It keep, keeps it hot for twenty four hours. Seems like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, it's a, a mana M A N N A travel uh, cup. Right on. All right. It, it, it does what it says it does. <laughs> it it over delivers. It definitely over delivers. It's like when your friend hook you up with a girl. It's like, man, she cute. Then you get over there, she cute, she funny, and um, down to give you a handy on the first day. But I'm not a handyman, so. But anyway, um, I was so I seen I seen this yeah over delivered. I was uh, watching this one video, and it was a bear, um, like in the forest or something. And some people say, like, "Hey, bear!" Start talking to the bear and shit. And then a black man came on screen and was like, 
but y'all roll up y'all windows when I walk past your car. <laughs> I was like, that is, that's very astute. And then I started thinking about other animals and being in neighborhoods. And I and I thought about like, man, if you live in a good neighborhood, you got black squirrels, but not black people. And I was like, I was like that because it seems like you never see like you see gray squirrels around and brown squirrels. But you got to be in a tip top neighborhood in order to see black squirrels, but just not black people. No, I got black I squirrels like, in my neighborhood. You got black people you got in your neighborhood? You don't have no black people. <laughs> a, a decent amount. It's Cleveland. Your neighborhood. Where the hell are your black people at? They're down the street. They with the squirrels. Down the street where? <laughs> Away from the squirrels. They're on two different sides. This is the black squirrel part of the neighborhood, and this is the black people part of the neighborhood. Yeah, you, live in, you live in a cop neighborhood. Ain't no black uh, people there. Yeah, because, like, I don't live far from, um, like, Mayfield Heights. Like, I see black squirrels there, which is literally, like, seven minutes away from my house. A lot of black squirrels, or at least I've seen black squirrels. I haven't seen any, I don't see many black people. Then, last but not least, um, I went to Costco today. The, the best place to get a hot dog, um, if you guys are looking for a place to get a hot dog from. <laughs> but, so I was you in got line. got Costco card to get the hot dog. Oh, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, they changed the rules now. You got to have a Costco card. Um, just walk up I, in the Costco, eating all the hot so, dogs. I, I, I don't. I get the cheese pizza or um, what it used to. I thought was a, a, a yogurt parfait. It ain't yogurt. It's just ice cream. They lied. They changed the, the signage. So this happened to me a couple times this week. Where like I remember um, T had mentioned in uh, one of our chats that um, he. Is paying the price for these self-scanning play. Um, uh, he don't like that. He rather go to a person. I totally disagree with that. I want. I don't want to be talked to at all. I want some of those Amazon stores to come up here where they know exactly like what you taking and what you putting in your cart. Because I'm tired of these people talking to me. I wear headphones. I wear a hat. I wear a mask. I even stopped wearing my city's local um, sporting teams because <laughs> I don't want people talking to me. I don't want you to talk to me about the Browns because I don't know nothing about the Browns <laughs> or the Indians <laughs> or the Guardians. So I, it's, it's getting cold here, unfortunately, and I had to get a, um, a, a filter for my furnace. And um, I don't know how good it works. I just know that's just part of the rules. Um, so I got it, and I'm in the self checkout line, and the lady just like, um, she comes up to me. It's like I'll check you out. I, I was like, no, nah, I'm okay. I'm okay. She grabs my cart and checks me out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> then, that's like checkout assault. Like, yeah, it was checkout assault, and then like she. Like um, I I usually use tap like a tap pay. I use Samsung Pay, and um, she was just like, "Nah, that don't work." I was like, I, I was trying to use it. If you just get out of my way, it will work. 
But she no means no, way. lady. <laughs> <Yeah>. Stop. <laughs> you need so, like a whistle like, or something. <laughs> I, might, I might need to add a whistle to like like um or 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 maybe I need a no ma'am t-shirt. Um so like yeah, she grabs my card, makes me check out there, and like I said, all I had was just the filters. Yeah. And then, like, I didn't touch anything. She's like, you want some sanitizer? I'm like, I didn't touch anything. Stop. <laughs> um, so th- that was that was at the, uh, at the Home Depot. I usually don't even shop there. I usually shop at Lowe's. But they were, the, I was, it was before work, and I had to uh, get, back to, get, get back home. Then, like I said, I went to Costco today, and um, I'm checking out. And the late, like... Um, I'm in the self-checkout because I do want to get out of here and I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to get out of there. And the self-checkout, especially at this store, because I guess, you know, it's bulk merchandise and it's, um, uh, they don't want to lose, you lose much more money when I guess when you're still in, um, you know, 600 Oreos instead of just 30. (laughs) And, um... Like so, I'm checking out, and the machine is just like bugging out. Like you got to do this before before you move on. And then she was the lady came up to me was like, you know, she's temperamental. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, man, talking shit about like, your coworker. Just, you, no, she she was yeah, I, I guess. I was like, um, you know, I was like, men are just as bad as women. No, that's you know, you don't have to say that. She's like, nah. She was she doubled down on that shit. She's like, nah, women women are pieces of shit, and this um this machine is a fairy. I was just like, whoa, come on, man. See, trying to, try to get you canceled. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't have that kind of experience over here in my neck of the woods. And also, I, the, my issue is what I do have is people who can barely fucking shop for themselves and just be fucking up. And like, oh, I need help over here now, blah blah. And I'm like, again, I told you my whole point of this is I'm not giving you my free labor. I'm not. And if you're not giving me a discount to go do somebody else's fucking job for them, because that's the decision you got me doing when I'm checking out my own groceries, you got me doing somebody else's job and not giving me at least an employee discount. Fuck off. I'm gonna go stand in line. I'm gonna get checked out by Roxanne over here, and it'll be okay. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I because I I think it's it's a mixture of things. Like, I kind of feel like yes, there's like signage everywhere. Like we're hiring, we're hiring, but they've got used to working with a skeleton crew. Yeah. Like every yeah. company, no matter what it is, they they they've got used to like, you know, we got during the worst time, one of the worst times in America. We got through with six people when yeah. we were used to having eighteen. We'll have we'll have ten. Yeah, so yeah. we'll have just enough, and that we'll overwork them, and we'll say we're hiring, but we'll only hire again when we're down to nine. I mean, yeah. that's just my opinion. I don't know if that that's just what I'm what what I feel is going on because there's all. There's usually only like one or two things open during, um, you know, uh, lines to get in and stuff like that. I would rather, it's kind of like going to, going to the zoo on Monday. I don't go to the zoo on Mondays. <laughs> I don't want to go to the free day. I would rather pay the $10 to have a good time than go to the zoo on Monday where everybody want to go for free. 
I yeah. I don't care about that. I want to have. I rather have a good shopping <clears throat> experience. Like, uh, oh man, this is this is the worst. This is one of the worst <laughs> things that happened to me recently. I went to the lady in line. It was like only like one other line open. This lady clearly is sick. Mm. Like clearly. Like she, she working there? She, like she had a Yeah. Mm. I mean, you know what? And I apologize. I'm sorry that she has to be she may cause she was an older lady. She might be in a position where she had to work. Or she had to be there. Because who's go, nobody's gonna pay her bills for her. She has to get it done. But she's clearly sick. And blowing her nose and shit. And I seen her like every once in a while. She'll like sanitize her hands or something like that. But the last time like like she sneezed or blew her nose. She didn't sanitize. And then like she tried to hand me her receipt. I mean my receipt. And I was like I don't want that. <laughs> like, I was, like I was super paranoid. And I seen you like not sanitize that last time. Like I'm, she's like yes I did. I was like look. I'm not here to argue with you. I just want you to keep that receipt. I do not want it. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, luckily, hopefully, I just like all this shit I got in my cart because I, I ain't gonna be able to bring it back because I'm not touching that receipt. Uh, but man, I I love self checkout. Yeah, I mean, I get it, and, and that's and that's dope. Hmm? It's just like I said, that, that was some that was some terms I came to with myself as as this pandemic has gone along. And I'm just, I don't know, I've just been on this labor shit a lot lately, man. I know, and it's probably going to just drive people insane, but I'm just like, these people need a job, you've hired them to do a job, and, and why are you trying to force me to go check my shit out? I'm saying, why are, you, why, why are you trying to get away with free shit? Fuck that. Just let, let this lady check me out. And usually, as another thing, as, as of late, over, especially by the Target by my house, and by the uh, Giant Eagle by my house. It's faster to go get checked out than it is to go do it yourself. Because like I said, people be just fucking up. They move shit before they before it settled down on a scale, or they don't put something in the in the thing that they hadn't proper that they didn't scan, or they thought they scanned it but they didn't. And it's just like y'all are trash. And I just people are like, I yes, I can. Sometimes I like to just show out and go to self checkout and be like, let me show you how it's fucking done. <laughs> and just and be on that shit. But. Like I said, I, when I came to terms, like, you know what, bro? You was giving these motherfuckers your fucking time and effort, and they not doing nothing for you in return. I'm not getting a discount. I'm not getting whatever. I guess I'm getting time in their mind, but I'm not really anymore because, like I said, stores is full of people. So mm-hmm. time is, at this point, not being given to me. So, yeah, I'm angry about it. I'm grumpy about it, but that's what it is, man. So, there you go. And I hope they're burning hell. <laughs> is that your is that your tail in triplicate, sir? Uh, sure, I'll leave it at that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can I comment uh, not to go back a little bit. You know, you guys, you know, where I used to hang out in the in the dark, the dark parts of Twitter, with the with the the the, the racist and the, the horrible people, uh, yeah. so I can argue with them. I I saw a comment once about like. Uh, what I don't know how it got set up. They're like, I I I I, I might have been on a, a straight up white supremacist uh, uh, a Twitter feed because he said like you, you let all these you let all these people in like and then uh, the uh, <laughs> uh, it, it breeds out the it breeds out the white people. Look what happened to the squirrels. I'm like, how racist do you have to be? 
<laughs> to be afraid or hate black squirrels. That's really bad. They're squirrels. Oh my like, God. First it was a squirrel, then it's going to be us. That's not even how that works. <laughs> Those are two different types of squirrels that can't mate. I, 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 wanna, I, wanna, I, I imagine that the white squirrels are talking to the other white squirrels. We can't let this happen to us. <laughs> we will not be replaced. Oh Little cute tiki torches. <laughs> Marching on your house. I wish you. I wish it was. Uh, it was um, a great white squirrel, and like there was in, uh, in the you know in the forest talking about we're not gonna let these noogie boogie other squirrels come into us uh, to our forest. There were no big black nuts. We're pure white squirrels. <laughs> the pure Aryan squirrels. Oh my god. Oof. Ah. Uh- Pure Aryan squirrels. Yeah. It's a thing now. <laughs> With brown hair and blue eyes. <laughs> you know you racist right, when uh, you talk about animals <laughs> being racist. You see how, what the squirrels happen to the squirrels? Happening to the tigers too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's, Why, there's still black rhinos, but there's no more white rhinos. <laughs> Did, Open did your you eyes, America. Uh, they they got a Harambe statue now. Uh, yeah, that somebody snuck into uh, new, in New York. White people really don't yeah. want to let that one go, do they? No, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe, I know you think to yourself, I got something to talk about on this show, but you do got something to talk about on the show because you owe it to me from like two weeks back. I want to know how the hell you almost got scammed on a job site. Oh yeah. I almost forgot about that shit. So the reason I bring it up is Vanessa had a, has a friend who was uh, out looking for jobs and said that a good half the jobs that, that that pop up for her are just are, are fake or scams asking for basically information. And I was like, Gabe was going to tell us a story about that. And uh, here you are about to tell us a story about that. All right. I got actually targeted for two scams. I didn't fall for either. To, to my city girls. <laughs> and uh, one was like, all right, we need to do a background check on you. They text, they're texting me. I'm like, I'm like, first of all, one red flag is like, it was 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> and I'm like, well, who's working this late? The devil. I'm like, all right, we need your social security number for uh, the, to run a background check. I'm like... Eh. I'm not comfortable giving you my social security number. And then I called the place. The next day I called the place that was supposedly had the job. They're like, yeah, that's a scam. We, we've had a few people call in and try to verify. Like, that's what I thought. I didn't give them anything. Thank you for verifying that. And then I, and then they, they, I just decided to let it go. And the, the people, they text me again and saying, so how about that social security number? So we can run that background check. I text them back saying, I called the company and they said there's no job. And they text back say, yes, this position has been filled. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> so they texted, they were texting you that? Yes. Yeah, that's the scam right there. Like, no jobs, no no jobs texting, right? No. I don't think, I don't, I feel like no job is going to be, t- yeah. be sending text messages. Yeah, <laughs> jobs are also not doing interviews. Oh, go ahead. 
Did they ask for your Twitter passcodes and your Instagram passcodes too? <laughs> well, what I found interesting is they asked you to send them two hundred dollars worth of uh, Walmart gift cards in order to get the job. <laughs> oh my god! So what was the, what was the second one? The second one. All right, this, there's a lot of red flags with the second one, but like. <laughs> I, I'm like, all right. I kept waiting for them to ask for something personal, which they never did. Okay. But the, first, they did the they did the interview via Google Hangouts. I'm like, <laughs> that's a red flag right there. No one does interview via Google Hangouts. No, no, no. no. I, do, I gotta tell you, a lot of people do use the Google Suite to do a lot of stuff in. So some companies do do that. So. Yeah, but purely messaging and not oh, uh, no, no, that's not, not, not over video. <laughs> yeah. I meant Google. I mean, I meant Google Meet. Actually, is, is what I mean by that, which is kind of like Google's version of Zoom. So, just in case that ever comes up again. Okay. Yeah, I thought. I thought that. Um, well, yeah, they, they they switched over from Hangouts to something else. I forget what. Yeah. Uh, but they went. They said, "Yeah, we're gonna do the interview via Google Hangouts." I'm like, "All right." And like, you know, I get my tie ready and everything, and then get all straightened up, and like, okay, I'm about to do this video interview. And it wasn't a video interview. It was a text. They, they're they're messaging me. I'm like, this is this is odd, but all right. <laughs> and they said, well, you sound great for the job. Uh, when can you start? I'm like, all right. I I, I I I like just in case it's real. I don't want to blow it, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm really suspicious here. <laughs> and they so here's the scam. They say. All right, you're great for the job. You gotta buy all this equipment to get the job, to to do the work. We're gonna send you a check. And I and then I looked it up. I'm like, here's the uh, and this is before I even got the check. I looked it up. I'm like, all right, it sounds like the scam is that the check bounces. It's no good, but you like you you try to deposit it and you 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 give this uh website. All this information about your credit, your your credit card or your debit card or your bank account to buy the equipment. Yeah. Uh, and thinking you have this money and you don't, it's gonna bounce and it's gonna fuck up your account. And wow. even if you do wait to buy the equipment, the check never never clears and your your uh, your account's all fucked up. Yeah. Oh sure. And it. I forget the amount. It was like six thousand eight hundred. It said on uh, the website warning about the scam, and they sent me the check, and the check wasn't exactly that amount. (laughs) Like ah man, six thousand eight hundred dollars. Yeah, so I took it to the police. Like I had the time. I was. I went to the. My bank was like right next to a police station, and i I took the uh, I took the check to the bank. I'm like. Well, yeah, I went to the bank first to say, like, hey, could you verify whether this is a scam or not? And, like, did it come up? It came, and I took it out of the FedEx envelope it came in. And they said, it came in that envelope? And I said, yes. Like, it's a scam. No one's <laughs> going to FedEx you an em- a check. She. Anyway, uh, I, I can tell you already, yes, yes, people will FedEx you checks. <laughs> oh, the, the teller didn't think so. Yeah, yeah I remember I got, a, um, I got a check for $3,400. We talked about it. Uh, is it re- oh, did we record it? Yeah, yeah. We talked about it like on the, uh, on a, on one of the last two episodes. We talked about it. In fact, yeah, we talked oh, we talked it? about it. It's no, not we, no, we talked. We tried. 
Yeah, I think we talked about it on We Tried, and that's how you were like, oh, that's why that's when your wife was like, oh, Gabe has a story about that too, and we and we said we take for the regular show. So okay. that's how that ended. Yeah. All right. So yeah, it. So it's a scam. They. They want Did for they just I don't know what prints on the check. Uh, no, they don't work that hard. Please, they they let me keep the check. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, isn't this evidence? Like, you know, you can take it. Like, you're never gonna do anything about this, are you? <laughs> what the hell is Matlock? Like, they just don't do no investigation, yeah, no, no criminal minds, nothing. Now yeah, you keep the check again. It's illegal. We just, we just, we, <laughs> we just, trust we, you, baby. We just had a discussion right about the reason you need to defund police is because they don't do their job. They yeah. don't. So, it's like, nah, bruh. But, it's okay. So, the, they, yeah, so we, the cop, we wouldn't have the, all these cool-ass crime shows if cops did their job the first time. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't Yeah, they don't really before. prevent crimes, do they? I'm like, what, I, I, I guess they prevent people from like, oh, I don't want to get busted by the cops, or I don't want to get shot by the cops, uh, so I won't commit a crime. I don't know how many people, how many people are, is that really, though? We'll never know. It's 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 not true. They're not preventing crimes. Most of the time, they're not solving crimes because they're not testing against them. You know what I'm saying? They're not so, going to solve this. Like it's a crime, really. I mean, I I didn't get scammed, but there's gullible people out there who are getting scammed by this. Uh, yeah. This little this little. Uh, uh, I'm trying not to say the word scam again, but I guess uh, yeah. This Operation thank you racket. racket so forth. Yeah, yeah. And don't you want to? bust it like what if they're using the money they get from the scam to like uh fund uh terrorists i don't fucking know you can be the cop that busts them yeah how random that not random per se but how interesting that that's a thing that you have to be worried about going on specific websites you know what i'm saying so i, I when i was talking to Vanessa about it, i was like well hey make sure your friend knows just in case and i'm sure they do know i'm not saying your friend's an idiot or anything like that there but if they're looking for gigs, go to act, the actual company's website and, and check their careers board or so forth, as opposed to going through Indeed or LinkedIn or something like that there, because there's mm-hmm. too many scammers out there, man. Always verify with the company. No job is going to really ask you for personal information like uh, a, a fucking uh, a, a, a social security number over text. Yeah. You have to fill out forms and shit. Yeah. On company letterhead. So, so right, scammers, so. fuck them. <laughs> Fair enough, Delvin man. What's been going on in your world that you care to share with the listener? Oh no, nah, nothing much besides record all these damn podcasts. Um. <laughs> yeah, now that that, that that actually is a good question. How many shows are you on with enough regularity to say I'm a regular on this many shows? Okay. Um. Garbage Opinions, which is one. Um, Cadillacs on Mars when Chaffee doesn't kick me off. So that's two. <laughs> Play some video games is three. And the Devil Cox Spirits is four. So technically speaking, four official podcasts that I'm on with regularity. But you also got your Patreon. So yes. what's going on over there? Oh, that's that's where we get into the serious <laughs> stuff. Like, I do. I want to say I do seven podcasts over there. Let's see. I oh. do. Damn. All you do podcasts. Yeah, the Boone Cox podcast, which is the Boone Cox Docs review show with my son. Uh, 
I do once a month. Oh, I also do um, So Tell Me, which is a podcast about my life with Chaffee, where Chaffee asked me questions and interviews about my life, which is an interesting series. That show seems to take a, a interesting turn every week. Um, I do a podcast called the USA to UK podcast. My boy Ben from the UK, he, um, he tells me, we, we both discuss the interesting history between the US and, the U, and the Europe and the different ways they are similar and different. So that conversation becomes very interesting a lot, especially when you listen to some of the history that happened in the, the UK. It's quite fascinating, to say the least. Then I also do what's called the United Nations Podcast, a podcast I do with Ben, Mike Fowler, and a guy named Dave. Where they kind of, it's a little bit like this, where they bring these weird stories every month to the podcast, we discuss them. And some of the stories are like wild. Like one was a woman, a woman had her husband killed. By her boyfriend with a toilet stool. No. Yeah, that was the actual story. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's another interesting rabbit hole we get down. I feel like, oh, I do the hip-hop podcast, which is on the podcast that he's the DJ, where me and Tim Hines talk about hip-hop stuff and all things like that. Is that it? No. And I also do a, another podcast with my son called the D&D Podcast where we talk about his life and him being a kid growing up with me as a dad and movies and stuff like that. So, yeah. Six all together I can think of off the top of my head. A lot of content. Jeez Louise. A lot. A lot. You know what I'm saying? So, we uh, we have, of course, uh, we tried over there on Patreon and we, of course, have our British Bake Off show that we've been doing. And then, and then this, and then a podcast exists ethereally. It's there. We own it. It's ours. We'll do something with it. I still have the feed for it, so whatever, whatever. But we don't really do it. It's kind of, it's kind of uh, moribund at this point. But I like making content, and that's been something that I have. Uh, I've really learned, I guess, with this British Bake Off show, in that it's it's the fastest turnaround show we have. Uh, we record it, and I literally have to edit it right then there. And it's not really an edit because most of the space we don't say anything that has to come out of that that, that show. So that's actually more of a put an intro, put an outro, put it up. And it's been fun uh, getting that experience under my belt. It's also a shorter show; it's about 40, 45 minutes. You know, saying so we keep that, we run that one kind of tight. And that's been real fun for me doing that. But then last night uh, I had to uh, because of the the problems with my phone. Losing access to all of our all of our Google Suite for for Skim, meaning I had to make a new uh, Stage Crunchy account for uh, in Google, meaning I had to make a new intro because we have a new phone number, and and so forth. Because it was a Google, you know, it's a Google Voice number, and like I said, lost access to it. So we had to all of a sudden uh, change all that around, which means I had to record a new intro, and so I was messing around with it. And I got a, I, I found a dope track that I like to put underneath the intro, and I, you know, what I'm saying the intro is it's very, it's very just, it's just the information of the show and so forth and so on. But then I, I just read off the guys' uh, twitters, and I was like, why am I reading their twitters off? Let me, let me hit them up, 
and get them to read their own Twitter feeds off and just ed- edit them into the into the like I said I spent a good hour or two working on just the intro and I love that creative process and I think that's something I have I've come to very much enjoy about content creation I know it's 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 become like we all have our brand that we all you know our our brand our personal brands but bro I was I was much more involved with making uh that intro yesterday and I was at my job I can promise you that <laughs> and and I liked it. I like how it turned out. It really turned out what I thought. I thought well, and and I, I kept getting inspired to do other things to it that I normally that I hadn't been doing our intro before that. And I'm like, this is fun, and this sounds really good in my opinion. I, people, I, I hope people will listen and let me know what they think of it. But it ended up being a real good time doing just that. And then of course, editing the show always has some some extras to it. So, well. Creativity in general is is, is is something I think I like about about consecration. Like, what what is your uh, main podcasting virtue? Why do you like? Man, this is my shit because of creativity plays a part into it. I also like the conversation. I like finding out about stuff that I didn't know anything about. That's why I try to be as diverse as possible with people I interview. Because it's, it's fascinating finding out about, about situations and things that you had no clue existed. And I've always enjoyed that aspect. Now, in my regular life, I don't like to talk to people. People are annoying. <laughs> but <laughs> it feels, I feel like when I'm on a podcast, people always have fascinating things that you didn't think was a thing until you find out from them or they have fascinating lives and like me I always thought of my life as boring until Chaffee like recently started like hey we're doing so tell me tell me about what this situation happened to you and I tell them the story like that is not boring that is weird and interesting how the hell did you end up in that situation and I, you know so it's, it's always been my thing like to hear these stories and talk to people I find it fascinating and cool it's like you lived it and so it, 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 it's, it might be kind of boring to you but then you give it to somebody else and they like, bruh, that is amazing or interesting in some way that maybe you didn't consider because you lived it. You made it out of it. OK. So. Yeah, pretty much. So that's that's, that's I, 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 I fuck with it. Yeah, man. My, my man Delvin is, is prolific in his podcast game. <laughs> to say the least. And, and, yeah. I, and I but I, I, I fuck with that. Like I said, so now like I said, oh, so so you and I both are on Cadillac. And again, we have our, our various Patreon shows, and of course we have this, and it's like, I like it. I, I've been having a real good time with this. And uh, now that I got the the the, the, uh, the YouTube channel set back up, I, I can start uh, uploading the uh, uploading uh, the podcast, the vinyl edition to it, and so forth. And like I said, just getting back to it. It's like- I, I feel like when I'm not recording, I miss it. And I, I have missed the weekend God knows how long. But I'm going to get to that point where I'm going to take a break. And I know when I take a break, it's like the wheels in my head start turning and I start to come up with ideas and stuff like that. Like, of like for example, episode 200, which I did, which was controversial, but people love it. That came up with just me just wanting something to do to challenge myself. So I was like... What was controversial about it? <clears throat> oh, well, we can get to that right now. My episode 200 of my podcast <laughs> is about the N-word. How people okay. feel about it, how black people feel about it, how white people feel about it. 
how they feel about the word being used. Should the word be used part of pop culture? Should it be part of the lexicon and things like that? So I interviewed a bunch of people about the word and got their opinion about it and got their thoughts on it. And it was eye-opening. Some of the things we already knew, some of the things we didn't know. But it's fascinating to hear what other people's thoughts are on one topic. And it's one topic that's considered taboo. And one of the things I liked about that conversation was a lot of people had caveats to it. So it wasn't just a cut and dry, no, don't use it any, at any point in time, which I thought it probably would have been with some cases. No, people were like, no, I feel like it's okay in this aspect of it, but it's not okay in this aspect of it. Now, it was really interesting to hear the people who said that. Hmm. <clears throat> it's funny, like, I remember, um, no, back in the normal times, I wanted to, um, because we used to work in downtown Cleveland, okay. and it's downtown, there's tons of people down there, and I wanted to, like, um, you know, maybe start doing polls about things, and have, like, you know, I'll talk to 20 people about this, um, but... I, I never got the nerve up to do it, but I always really wanted to like to approach it in that way. Maybe um, you know, you know, as th- things get better, I'll, uh, that might be something I want to do. I think that's a good idea. I think I've always been the type of person like, hey, you never know what you find out or what you can do until you try it at least one time. Like, there's a lot of ideas I have yeah. in my podcast that I want to do that I haven't done yet. Not because I don't want to do it; it's because there's not enough. Hours in the day to get it done, <laughs> like, and the fact that I'm always motivated and looking for different things to do with the podcast keeps me going. Honestly, yeah, yeah I dig it. Like I said, I, I, I like that. But there you go, people. You were saying you just you, you, you got you got you got stories from, from. Oh no, I guess I I told you I owe you a story. I was about to just skip on out of here to merely go down the Amada asshole lane, but I told you I'd tell you about my colonoscopy. So let's run the jewels right quick. I. Had my first colonoscopy, and remember last week I told you they said that shit was scheduled for six o'clock. It was all lies. They said they schedule everything for six o'clock, but it's not really scheduled for six o'clock. That's just something they put in the computer so the computer has a, a date, a date and time. In reality, my colonoscopy was changed to was scheduled for eleven o'clock, and then a little bit later they was like, nah, twelve thirty. And I was like, okay, that's sweet. Meaning everything I had to do to prepare for a colonoscopy could happen as it should happen, which was the night before. And then the day of. A colonoscopy requires you to shit yourself stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to understand. I, I literally have pictures of my insides clean as a whistle. Why? Because I did what I was supposed to do and I did it properly. And I feel good about that because I was concerned about what if I did something wrong? What if something wasn't right? And I and I and I saw a YouTube video of somebody who hadn't done a hadn't hadn't done what they're supposed to do for colonoscopy, wow. and it's very <clears throat> very fucked up. Gabe, you could never watch it. <laughs> I can't even think about it. Yeah. So I was like, "Cool, look at me. I did what I was supposed to do. I did it right." I'm in the hospital room, uh, and I'm by myself, basically. Of course, Vanessa can't come back because that's just how that works now. And. Uh, the nurse, the, me and the nurse just kicking it. The doctor comes through. We can, we shoot shit. The anesthesiologist comes through. It's like, oh, hey, you work with my buddy back in the day uh, when when you had this surgery done when I got my uh, carpal tunnel surgery done. 
And uh, that's who did your anesthesiologist then. I'm like, hey, that's great. No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just basically checking it off. It's the grocery store conversation that Ant hates only with medical medical professionals <laughs> talking talking to you. Uh, the nurse is like, here, let's, let's try to get you an IV going. And I'm like, sure thing. And she can't find a vein on my left arm. Whoa. But nothing to it. That was her first attempt. Nothing to it. The doc is like, oh, so he's a hard stick. And I literally have to say, hey, now. Let's not go uh, uh, <laughs> assigning, uh, uh, you know, judging me or, or, or assigning me as, as something like that. That was her first try. We're going to try over here. I go, if, if she has a difficult time doing over here, then maybe you can call me hard stick. And I think I fucked that doctor's head up when I said that because she was like, you're so right. I should not have said that. That, that that's crazy. I like, yeah, yeah. Don't don't just go assigning me as a hard stick yet, people. When I when, when when as it turns out, I was a very easy stick. You just needed the right arm and not the left. <laughs> uh, you could also have said, "I got your hard stick right here." Yeah, for real, for real. Like, bruh, like don't 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 label me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm out here trying to do what I got to do. Uh, eventually they like, all right, all the way naked, put everything in this bag and rock this robe and rock this uh this uh this hospital gown ass out. You know what I'm saying? So I like, <laughs> fair enough. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not not too long ago, the the very idea of just I'm like, I just I, I would have been I would have been very nervous about being just basically asked out in front of anybody. And I'm just like, at this point, I've gotten to an age where I'm just like, I just don't give a fuck. If you want to look oh, at my man, dick, fuck it, Jane. If you want to look at my dick while I'm passed out, have that. I don't care. <laughs> I, can't, I truly can't. Let me take a gander there. Move that, move that room while you're sleeping. And uh, I was, I was, I was already tired because oddly enough, the the day of the opera, of the the procedure was a day that I had to get up early because I my kids have band brand practice, so I, uh, so they have to leave early, which means I need to get up and make and pack their lunches early. And you know, I I, did, I went to bed late because I had to edit the show that went up. You know what I'm saying? So I was I was I, I was probably running on like four, maybe five hours of sleep. So I was already tired. Like, I, so when they took they went in that room, like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna you know start getting you you know anesthetized. And I'm like, don't even worry about it, bro. I'm really about to fall asleep. So this is gonna be this is gonna be quick for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a difference between falling asleep and being put under. Like I think, for sure, if you just fell sure. asleep, you'd fill a tube up your ass. Because, uh, but it's like it's it's not like really a tube of whatever, and it's just not, and it's not. Anyway, so Doc explains. Okay, row this way. Hike yourself up a little bit. Okay, perfect. Lay there, and I can see the TV that, that she's gonna use. I'm just I'm facing the TV that she's gonna use to you know travel up my colon, and. uh I'm out before I can even, because like I said, I was already tired. I was literally just about to go my ass to sleep anyway. So bonus, I got to get high and go to sleep. Yes. <laughs> I'm all about both of those things. <laughs> uh, they Michael come, Jackson uh, loved it too. I, 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 I wake up in a, I don't know if you've ever been put under, but um, it's, a, it's a hell of a sleep. It's that good, good sleep where you're just like, yeah, this uh. I can use about 30 more minutes of this right here. But they have to wake you up so you know you're, you're, you're good and, and, and ready to go and so forth. And they're like, yeah, you definitely can't drive today. And I'm like, you are absolutely correct because I can barely reach over here to get this phone to tell Vanessa I'm done. <laughs> so 
Uh, but the process itself, nothing to it. I did not, you know, all of a sudden have a pain in my keister like the, after the fact. It was like, oh, God, my asshole hurts or anything like that there. <laughs> nothing like that. Because I know that's a concern. I know people always worry about getting the colonoscopy because they think it's going to, that's their thing. They think discomfort, they think it's going to hurt. Nothing like that and, 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 and whatever to it. Uh, colonoscopy came back clean, no polyps or anything like that there. What they did discover is that I have... Divic, diverticulosis, not itis. Itis is an, an, an inflammation. Osis is, uh, I don't eat enough fiber. <laughs> and so they want me to uh, slowly but surely go, go from whatever, let's say, whatever level of fiber I'm at uh, currently to about 35 grams of fiber a day. And that is more of a challenge than you would like to think it, it is. I've been doing some research on it. I have been trying to, you know, Make sure I eat more vegetables and stuff like that there, and and, and so forth. But they, the, at the level they want me up at on my fiber is going to be for sure. Me getting some chia seeds in my diet, like Ant has been talked about forever. Uh, I, uh, some psyllium husk is apparently a good source of fiber. Psyllium husk powder is what a lot of people have been using, and so forth. But yeah, as it turns out, I got to work on my fiber game because I have not been getting enough, and it's really good for you. It's good for you in general. It actually probably will help with me losing weight and so forth. And I've been on it. So I've been trying to keep my fiber up. I've been getting some exercise out here. I've been trying to, you know, get out here and walk the dog and just run around and close my rings on my watch and so forth. And uh, all this within this week. And so it wasn't, I, it's, it's good that, that I'm, I, I don't have anything that looks like a cancer or anything like that there. But it is time for your mans to get on some act right. After two years of fucking being locked in the house, COVID style, it's okay for me to admit that I that, that I have done poorly, and it's time for me to do better. And that is the intention. Uh, colonoscopy wasn't about nothing. The worst part of colonoscopy is having to do uh, what they call bowel prep, and that's just because <clears throat> I I don't recall ever shitting this much in my life, and now uh, <laughs> and, and, and and then you're like, huh, okay. I would also tell you. Go for the blue Gatorade. It's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's a good way to see where you are in your uh, process, because at some point when everything is coming out is just specific color, you're like, I have gotten to the end of everything that was within me. <laughs> I have wow. done a good job and have cleansed myself as needed. And that is what it is to get old, people. Sometimes you just gotta poop yourself crazy to have to make sure that you ain't got cancer or even the or even what looks like cancer. And find out you need to work on your fiber consumption. That was my colonoscopy situation. Yeah, that won't fit on a t-shirt. Told you I'd share it with you. There you go. Also, again, my colon looks pretty good. I was impressed with I was like, all right, look at me. I cleaned that bad boy out. <laughs> I don't know. They, they show you how they do it. They basically go up and over and then they little down again. And it's like the fact that your body can has all that going on inside of it. It's amazing. It's a, it's a, it's a I heard that's what a G spot is too. Up, <laughs> over, a little down. <laughs> uh, I thought it was just forward for dudes. So oh, G spot, uh, well. a colonoscopy essentially. <coughs> okay. Nah, nah, nah. See, see, see. The colonoscopy is going all this way, but for the for 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 the uh, what is it called? The prostate. I believe it's a straight shot in and fr- toward the front. Just in case you're down with that. 
And I'm not knocking you. Never here to yuck anybody's yum. You get down how you get down. Who knows? That might be the greatest ever thing. You know what I'm saying? So, as you will. Never find out. <laughs> not for me. I know that. I, and I know that. That's okay. That is okay for me to know. That is okay for me to be a monster like my amongst cheeks. myself. I don't even like my Man. cheeks fondled. <laughs> I I don't mind getting the cheek touched. I do mind if you get towards center mass. And I'm like, whoa, nah. I don't like the way that makes me feel. And I know that. And I know that's my old crazy uh, toxic masculinity in my in my veins. But but I accept that. And I'm okay with it. <laughs> It, it makes you feel weird, and I don't like the way that makes you feel. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest. Men's G-spot is kind of like turkey bacon. It's just not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but each and every week, people, you know how we do. We posse up and head on over to the mean streets of Reddit. And we, we simply just take a peek at r slash am I the asshole. And we decide if these people are or are not assholes beforehand. Then we reassess after the fact. Is this the first time we've had a guest for Am I the Asshole? No. Who do we no. have do Am I the Asshole recently? No, uh, I think uh, Toffee did it and uh, yeah. I think Nick Jew did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've had a couple of Am I the Assholes, so. Never I'm going to read you. I read thought you this was historic, these. Delvin, then. <laughs> I'm going to read you some of these titles. It's still historic. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to read you some of these titles. Uh, again, the selection was kind of ass this week, oddly enough. And uh, you let me know which one speaks the loudest to you. Okay. First one. Am, am I the asshole for not cleaning up my daughter's poop? <laughs> that was okay. for Gabe. Am I the asshole for refusing to drive my drunk friends after I wasn't invited to their party? Okay. Mm. Am I the asshole for getting mad at my brother's girlfriend for letting my kid eat my letting her kid eat my food? Okay. <laughs> Am I the asshole for not letting my friend's child play on my PS5? That one. No. And last one. Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend? I wouldn't want to date her anymore if she restarted her OnlyFans. <laughs> oh. Those are some interesting ones. I think we you should think, let our guest have a first pick. I think all those are pretty good, actually. Well, uh, well thank you, because I was like, mm, this, this selection is... Uh, is uh, let, let's go to the last one, the OnlyFans one. All right, all right. It's a glory hole shut due to coronavirus. Apologies for any inconvenience. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to read you the title, and I want you all to decide if this person is an asshole or not. Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend I wouldn't want to date her anymore if she restarted her OnlyFans? Is this person an asshole? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Yes. I'm going yes. All right. I will be the contrarian and say no, just because. Do I think they're an asshole? Of course I do. My girlfriend, 20, and I, 26, have been mm. together for about four months. That's already, number one. this person is the asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's the asshole. <laughs> I've already lost the bet. Before our relationship, she had an OnlyFans. I found out about it after we'd already been together for a bit, and I told her I didn't care if she had one before. 
but I wouldn't be comfortable with her posting on it while we are together. Maybe I'm just old, but it kind of feels like cheating to me in the same way sending nudes to other people would if in, in any context. Forward in time to today where she asked me if I'd be okay with her restarting her OnlyFans, to which I said basically what I said before. I told it's her body and she's free to do whatever she wants with it, but I don't want to be in a monogamous relationship with somebody who is actively using OnlyFans. Now she's angry with me and saying that it's her body, her choice, and I shouldn't have given her an ultimatum. I guess it could be seen as an ultimatum because it's an ultimatum. But I told her this back in the start of our relationship. I feel like because we're more invested in each other now, she thought it, I wouldn't say no. But again, excuse me, I wouldn't say no again, but I'm still not comfortable with it. Am I the asshole here? Yes. But let's 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 go delve into the comments. I, change, I don't I do not change my answer. All right, here we go. First, first response, not the asshole. It's not an ultimatum. It's a boundary. She's being a hypocrite, wanting to exercise her choice while criticizing yours. The OP responds, a boundary is a good way to put it. It's just not something I'm cool with, as I had an ex who cheated on me many times and caused me some of, caused me some of, for sure, jealousy issues, all of which my current girlfriend is aware of. Well, that's a that's a you problem, not a correct. I was <laughs> like, sir, then go see therapy. I, I Don't shit on your girlfriend. <laughs> I have okay. a question. You want me to get the mature answer? You want me to get the Delvin answer? Oh, you can give it by. Uh, no, just give, uh, come, come, a come little from, bit of both. Because yeah. the Delvin answer is how much money is she making? Like if she's making like a hundred dollars <laughs> on OnlyFans a month, you might need to change, you might need to just hang that up. Like. <laughs> Like that, that might not be your, your career. I don't think a hundred dollars a month is worth you showing your body. Now, now she making a lot of cake. Uh, it's a little different. A little different making it in the thousands. <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel like, especially if he's not willing to support her, like financially, like you could. Cause it seems like it's that's a lot of dudes' fantasy. Like, nah, I took her out of that life. Like <laughs> that that toxic that toxic masculinity. Like, I'm gonna take her out of this life. I changed her, dude. That sounds like some Captain Save a whole shit. <laughs> also, yes. also see, and also that, that makes an assumption that she wants to be saved. Yeah, she yeah. apparently likes being an OnlyFans model. Yeah, that that tell you the story about my 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 friend was up in Canada. And um, uh, the uh, this is a long time ago. We were very young. A long time ago. A long, long time ago. <laughs> he was at a strip club, and he puts his arm around one of the strippers. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. He puts his arm around one of the enter- entertainers. Can we not say stripper? Have we? Have we done that? No, stripper's before? fine. He puts his arm around <laughs> one of the strippers and says, "How about I take you away from all this, baby?" And and her response was. She didn't respond. The guy of the loudspeaker said, please take your hands off the entertainers. <laughs> that sounds about right. Pretty accurate. That is inaccurate. Uh, most of the comments seem to think he's not the asshole for, for this. Or they. I don't know if they actually uh, uh, gendered themselves in this commentary. So, and, I will uh, say this. Two things can be right. He's an asshole. For sure. Yes, for sure. Yeah. But also, to be fair... 
he told her at the beginning of the relationship he wasn't comfortable with it. Yep. Okay. And, yeah, and, true. And, and, and 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 that is where that is where it stands at. Uh, from the from the get go, you were told he was. Uh, they were told I am uncomfortable with that idea, and I would ask you not to do that while we are while we are partnered. And if you want to do that, then we can't be partnered anymore. And that's okay. That and that's perfectly okay. And it's also okay for her to want or they whatever to want to go be back on OnlyFans for whatever reason. They can enjoy it. They can enjoy the money that it brings in or whatever. That's perfectly fine. And uh, yeah, so we'll go with uh, technically, technically not the asshole because he was honest about it from the get-go. He didn't just show up all of a sudden and decide he's gonna, he was, they were laying down the law or whatever like that. So I guess not the asshole technically. Well, yeah, can I say something maybe. about that first comment? Go on. Like the person said, oh, she's a hypocrite because she wants her body her choice but he doesn't she doesn't respect his choices like she's getting upset because she obviously is into this person and they don't want uh they uh, like uh are up to ending the relationship uh over it so that's she's not She's not being hypocritical over that. That was a shitty no, comment. No, no, no. Indeed, that, that person was a, doesn't that know what the word hypocrite means. <laughs> no, they're just throwing that, that around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you have to forgive me because I got jaded right away when they were saying like she was twenty or one was twenty and one was twenty six. That was yeah. the red flag for me right off the bat. It was just like, did did you feel like you can control this person because you were older? Kind of uh, give me that vibe. So you think that um, gives you control over me? He tried to bane her, or uh, yeah. the guy who tried to bane bane. <laughs> yeah, that gives you power over me. <laughs> he is. He's at the very limit of uh, half your age plus seven. <laughs> no, half his age would be. Oh wait age. a minute. Yeah, it would be like what twelve or no thirteen. Plus seven would be... It's 20. Oh, no. That's spot on. He is right where he needs to be at. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's pushing the boundary, right. though. He's pushing the boundary. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's do this other one. Emma the asshole for not letting my friend's child play on my PS5. This person's an asshole or not? Uh, I'm going to say yes because I'm as a person with kids. And I'm, I feel that. All right. What you think? Um, not the asshole. Yeah. Because I, I am a person with kids, and I know there's limitations and boundaries, and, and kids don't got none. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'm going to say... I don't know, because it depends on the situation. So I'm going to say... Not the asshole, depending on the situation. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, uh, I, because I can see it, I can't really judge the situation. I want you to know that Reddit has decided this person is not the asshole. Mm. Uh-huh. I invited some gamer friends over. To, I hate the way that's described. <laughs> I, have, no I, I invited some gamer, asshole. <laughs> some, some gamer friends yeah. over to play games together. You see how that's unnecessary at that point? Some gamer friends to play games? Just say you had some friends. Come and we through. gamed and it was all gamey. <laughs> One of them arrived with his nine-year-old son. He told my wife, he told his wife, no, he told me his wife was busy, so he had to bring his son with them. I was annoyed because I hate children, and my friend had just shown up with one, <laughs> with, 
<laughs> showed up with one without any prior notification. But I told him it would be fine as long as his son was quiet. It stays in the corner, stares at the wall. <laughs> After a couple of minutes, the nine-year-old asked, can I play? I told him no. This is a gaming session for adults. So he started screaming and crying and went over to the PS5 and touched it in random places until he found the reset button and pressed it. Oh, then he turned, off, turned the TV off. <laughs> then he grabbed a cushion and started angrily beating it on the couch, all while screaming and crying. So I told my friend to leave and take his son nope. with him. Get this right my other ass, friends are get telling me, my house. My other friends are telling me that I was harsh and, ha- and should have just let him play with us. But I don't want to have, a, have to dumb the game down to a child's level just to prevent him from having a, having a tantrum. Am I the asshole? So, for the situation, no, you're not the asshole. In life, yes, you're an asshole. Yes. Everything about that, that this, the way this is written and stated, is, like, makes you a fucking piece of shit. You're a dickbag who needs new friends. <laughs> or yeah, no this friends. is an everyone sucks situation. No, no, no. Like I said, not an asshole for not wanting this kid to play on his, on, play on his, on his shit. That's your PlayStation. You right. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's talking wild, reckless about my man's child. It is. It, 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 it's all the other. It's all the other shit that he has baked into this shit that makes it. Was a not, it was, uh, yeah, he it was obviously didn't know kids. Parsley and in the, the salt and pepper. It was everything else. <laughs> yeah. What's a nine year old? He wants a nine year old to just sit there and be quiet. I'm like it's a nine year old man. I, I will say this. I'm going to throw a curveball. The dad's the asshole. And I'm going to tell you why. One, don't bring your kids to your friend's house. And two, more importantly, if you have to, make sure the kid has something to play with. Well, They, they make Nintendo Switches. Like, you, you're over here claiming you're a bunch of gamers. <laughs> yeah. And gamer friends. Somebody got a Switch. Yeah. You could have talked to somebody beforehand. You knew what the deal was. And also, just in general, like I said, if it, if it came down to it, you'd be like, bruh, I'm sorry, I can't come through. Uh, I got to watch, I, 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 not watch the kid, because you know what I'm saying? You are a parent. You ain't watching your kids. You are parenting your children. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, bro, I can't come through, man. Uh, my, 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 my wife is, is, is busy, and so I'm, I'm, I'm on dad, dad duty tonight. That's yeah. okay. But you over here pressing your luck, trying to come through and, 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 and bring your kid through, thinking it'll, it'll work. That's a good you point. You can't lay ass the asshole. And you, so you, you could at least gave his son to, um, his phone. Yes, yeah, I got games on there. <laughs> yeah, that, as soon as the kids start walking toward my PlayStation, it was a problem. It's like, hey, hey, man, get your kid, get your kid. <laughs> so, Dad is the uh, yes, you are correct. The, 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 the father of the nine year old is the actual asshole. This dude's yeah. just a piece of shit, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 and like on top of that, like. Had he never ha- hung out with the nine-year-old before? Apparently not. This shit sounds he... a it sounds a little made up because, Correct. um, what kid is going out like acting wild like that, um, like pressing buttons and shit? Like, Dad, why you ain't grab that dude? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's I'm like... just not that type of parent that just let my kids just do shit, especially uh, you know. Out in front of unfamiliars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's just, yeah. That's like, 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 like I said. The, the, we know who the asshole truly is in the situation, but I can also not be happy with that dude for being a piece of shit. Yeah. So, fuck, fuck that dude. Yeah, uh, I don't like that dude. Speaking of video games, uh, I am still on Death Loop. 
and I'm on Deathloop hard at this point, and I I'm just really loving that game. But I decided that I would go ahead and drop and drop the drop the chippers on uh, Tetris Effect Connected on the Switch, so I can see what it looks like on the OL, on the OLED Switch, and it is it is absolutely gorgeous. I would I would I, I don't even know how I could ever play if I could play Tetris Effect another way now, because. The blacks is so black and the colors are so the contrast is so bright and so pretty on this new switch that uh, it is uh, it is well worth it. It is on sale until today actually. So never mind. By the time you hear this, it is no longer on sale. You got to pay full price, which is only forty dollars. But I got it for thirty, and actually I could have had less if I just would have spent my Nintendo coins. But I ended up spending my Nintendo coins that I've been building up on the DLC for uh, what is that racing game? Horizon Chase. Yeah, I think switch. That's what it's called. Yeah, they just called. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I ended up using my my little gold, my Nintendo gold that I built up for that. Um, I was it's unable the to get. Are so... oh, sorry. I'm sorry. What? What? The blacks is what? <laughs> I was gonna say the blacks are so blacks that squirrel racers wouldn't play that game. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. Um, I um. Fuck, man, he really fucked me up with that one. He took me, <laughs> took me right out of my hook. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what the hell I was going to say. It's over. It's gone. That's out of my brain. You know what I'm saying? I'm that's sorry. Just, that's, just, that's just what I've been playing. I've been, like I said, I've been, I've been, on, uh, I've been on Deathloop and I've been on Test Effect uh, Connected, and uh, that is my shit. I love that game. I, love, I played the, I, I've, I've rolled credits on that game on Xbox, on PlayStation, and now on, uh, uh, on the Switch. And, uh, Tetris Effect Connected is an amazing game. I would tell you uh, to play it. Uh, what's was I about Nintendo? Oh, there you go. I have yet to be able to get the N64 controller for the, the Switch expansion pass, which goes live Monday? Monday, as he says out loud and double checks the day. I think so. Monday, yeah, it actually is Monday, the 25th. What a weird... You know, Nintendo really drops stuff on Thursday, so it's weird. Uh... People are having a fit about Nintendo raising the price of their uh, online program, but it's not really raising the price of the online program. If you want the bonus stuff, the price is higher. But if you are li- if you like what you already have, then the price is it's the price is what it is. It remains what it is. Twenty dollars for an individual, thirty five dollars for a family. It is if you want the expansion pass, which gives you N sixty four games, Genesis games, and Animal Crossing DLC, that the price gets a little reckless. It becomes. Fifty dollars for yeah, it's fifty dollars for an individual and eighty dollars for a family. I've been paying thirty-five dollars for my family plan, and now it's about to jump up to eighty. But I have two people in my house that play the shit out of Animal Crossing, so they will truly take you know take advantage of that. I have to get on this N64 shit. Nintendo got me by the balls, and they know it. And I'm gonna pay them. This, I'm gonna pay this fair as soon as I heard they some, come around. I heard some people were upset that they dropped money on um, Mario 3D All Stars just for. Uh, um, Mario 64 to be available on uh, without buying that game. I guess I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Mario, I bought Mario 3D All Stars because uh, mostly because of the Galaxy. Everything else is bonus. So. Oh. Okay. I, I, I just want to, I want to own uh, a, a nice copy of Galaxy and uh, I do, and also another game that's wildly pretty on the on the OLED Switch. Uh, where's Seth Macy just posted a picture? It was a grip I OLED, OLED switch available in Rockland, Maine, uh, around, at, around at his Walmart. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to that Walmart. I bought of, uh, I bought of, 
a container and aluminum foil to bring Vanessa home a, a, a lobster roll from my, from that very Walmart. <laughs> I have no idea when my dog just showed up. That's not normally what her vibe. By now she's just asleep. She's like, I'm checking in on y'all. Uh, what you? I mean, y'all been playing anything? Uh, I've been playing Words with Friends again. What makes you jump Words with Friends one? Um, just play with my uh, play with my girl. Like she uh, wanted to uh, play a game, and I was yeah. like, "Why don't you just download that again and we'll play together?" Oh, you cheat? Oh, that's cool. Y'all cheat how? <laughs> oh, so okay. I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> cheat Words with Friends. You just go to a website that has like uh, that, that 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 can uh, take your letters and spell them and spell different words with them. The best shit in the oh, world. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, don't don't do that. But you can do that. <laughs> I'm sure she's probably doing that. Well, no, you don't know that. Don't be that person. <laughs> she be coming up with some words. I'm like, you don't know that word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's way smarter than me. Oh, uh, it's all it's all to the good. I I, 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 I trust uh, she knows what she's up to. Delvin, man, what you been jumping on, man? What's been your uh, main? Um, uh, Mainstay in the gaming realm. Far Cry Six I've been playing a lot of, which I love. Great game. Danny's a cool character. And you, ma- you male or female, Danny? Female, Danny. I some not, people been went with the male choice. I mean, I, can't. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't see that character as a male at this point. But yeah, yeah I'm playing that. I like it a lot. Great game. And I'm also playing Demon Slayer. The game based off What's the anime. Oh, okay. I know, I know. I saw that movie, the Demon Slayer movie, because my kid wanted to see it. So I had to take them to go see it in the theater. So I actually saw that movie, The Train, whatever the shit's called. Yes. Which is based so off I actually the have seen show. the movie that they... Yeah, that the, that the, I think that's that's a part of the game uh, as well, right? Yes. I haven't gotten to that game. part yet. Yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten to that part yeah. yet, but the game is pretty good, man. It looks great. Looks like a like yeah. Dragon I saw anime. I saw a pit. Yeah, it's like that's something they really have gotten locked down in in recent years. They like them anime games. They can look damn near just like the anime, and I think that's kind of yeah. Yeah, I get a sweet ass Akira game. I don't know. I don't even know what the Akira game would even be, but if they could, that'd be sweet. That'd be really all right. You got to get down. Get my old lady. I have no idea what my dog just showed up was like, please hang out with me, but there you go. I just I just did that. So cool. Uh that, yeah, so that's that's what we all been fucking around with, playing around with people and uh Uh I I've come to a, I think I've come to a revelation on uh Resident Evil Seven. Okay. It is too scary. <laughs> I'm I'm not enjoying it as much as I thought I would. I love Resident Evil Four is one of my favorite games. Yeah. Of all time. And I'm just like I'm done with. I don't. I think I'm gonna quit and go back to Spider Man for a while. Maybe I'll come back and visit it and beat it. But it's like so what, what game it's is stressful. It's, it's Resident Evil. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. What? What's Resident Evil? Are you playing? Nope, you broke up and then you froze. So for a moment, there we go. Let your internet catch up with itself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's All going right. on. I'm plugged in. Yeah, no, no, it just. It, yeah, it just gave well, uh, which game is Resident Evil Seven? Yes, but Biohazard. I never played any of those games. Should I? Should I play it, or do you think it'll be too scary for me as well? Uh 
Resident Evil 4 is more action than horror. There's some, there's some like, oh, I get startled uh, parts in Resident Evil 4. But 7 is like, I'm constantly under stress. Like, something's going to jump out at me. And I don't want to be scared because I don't want to look like a, 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 a Nancy boy or whatever you want to. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did, you did you play Red Dead Redemption? Oh, no, I didn't. I should so, get that. Well, 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 I don't know. I don't know if um, you won't have to have a backwards compatible game to play the one I'm talking about. Um, but I remember like uh, playing it, um, and like if you're in the like in the woods or a wooded area, like cougars are fucking uh, just like come out of nowhere, or sometimes bears or or um, warthogs, and that shit had me on edge. So oh. <laughs> if it's well, like that, then. Or forward. Resident Evil 7 is that, like, constantly. Oh. You should just go ahead and skip to 8. Yeah, which is a little, little more action-oriented. Yeah. And I think... And it's the same character as a direct sequel, so you can be like, hey, that guy made it. Good. And <laughs> 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 just keep... And keep pushing on, man. I guess All I would right. just buy which, whichever one is... Um, is on clear... I mean, is used on, um, on Amazon... Uh, don't sleep on Gamefly. When Gamefly has its sales, that's my shit because everything that came in the case they usually give you anyway. So it's like it's like you almost got a brand new game, and 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 you know saying like I guess I, I bought my Ratchet and Clank from them, and uh, I got the DLC from the 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 launch edition because it just came in the game. I was like dope, so came up on that deal. Gamefly is the lick for that kind of shit. Uh, Did either of you beat uh, seven? What? Did Vanessa you beat, no, Vanessa beat seven. I did not. That was not my game. That game was too scary for me. I played the demo because they had a demo available on the PlayStation VR when I had VR at the time. And that sh- imagine playing that in VR, where oh, you're I, the world terrifying. is terrifying. Yes, terrifying in a way that I was like, no, this is not for me, and it was not. And I, I copped that to myself. I admitted that to myself, and we moved on. And then I bought eight for, again. I bought eight for Vanessa. And she she played and beat that one too. So, yep. but. I mean, I don't get scared easily. I, I, I do okay in haunted houses and horror movies. It's just this, for some reason, is really getting to me. It's interactive. And, yeah. and when you're all in it like that, it just gets, it gets, it gets to, your, to, to, your, to, your, to your chest. So that's okay, <laughs> that's, man. That's very interesting that it's a game that scary. Like, yeah. um, the, the Last of Us was a little scary sometimes. But uh, it seemed like it um, in this one the um, the oh crap um, uh, you guys froze up zo- on me for a minute we uh, you were gone oh. <laughs> um, the zombies aren't as bad in um, the uh, Last of Us two yeah yeah well there you go that's us we play video games we've we've made you a complete and utter podcast you've had it and uh, I think we did a pretty good job. So thanks for coming and hanging out with us. Uh, you know what it is. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show wherever possible. Please subscribe to our YouTube channels. New YouTube channel. Just stays crunchy. That's all it is. It's set up. It's, up. it's going. There's nothing on it yet, but it's there. And you go subscribe to it now. You would just help get the get 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 us start building back up to a to a, a, a proper uh, feed. And uh, I'll probably get something up on it this weekend. Throw up a. Uh, 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 a podcast, the vinyl edition, so you guys will have a little something up there, and the show should start processing going up on there next week. 
So we should be good to go with that. Uh, you can also follow us on our Twitch channel, Stay Scrunchy and Milk. Uh, and uh, also on Twitter at SkinPod, S-K-I-M-P-O-D. If you want to support the show financially, got a few bucks to toss our way, then join us over on Patreon. We're members of the $5 and above tier. Get extra content each month and early access to new shows, including Stage Crunch and Milk Presents, Crim Patissier. It's a British Bake Off uh, recap show. Uh, it's, it, it stars Ant and I and, and the incomparable Nick Jew, who was so dope on that show, and I love having her as a part of our, our, little, our little G unit. And uh, just, just in general, I like having her opinions about that particular show, because that's, that's a show we all fuck with, so I like talking to her about it. So... That's what makes that one dope. Uh, merch available. tpublic.com slash user slash stage crunch and milk. All one word. Uh, feel free to give us a call. Brand new phone number. It's not uh, something I can make a word out of yet. And I tried. Believe me, I was working hard trying to figure out what I can do with this. So this is an actual phone number that you get now. 216-264-6311. 216-264-6311. We'd certainly love to hear from you. Also, should probably put a message on that. That's just a phone number that exists right now. I should probably put an outgoing message on there, shouldn't I? Yes, I should. <laughs> Delvin man let the people know what they, where you at where they can get at you at what you care to give them of your socials if you are so inclined give it all to them oh, oh definitely you can find me on twitter at Delvin underscore Cox check out the Delvin Cox experience garbage opinions podcast and play some video games anywhere you get podcasts at like just type them in there and you'll find them right there PSVG, which I always thought was a PlayStation podcast for some reason, but now I know it's just play some video games. Yeah, that's I tell you about me. <laughs> <laughs> that's Tatum two one six. Yes, that's the real ODP. I'm here. Our missing man <laughs> is Lunchbox two zero nine nine. The Browns won seventeen fourteen. Back on the winning side again. I'm sorry, Ant, that you, that that your homeboy had to take that L, but. They did make it competitive, and that's okay. Well, it's okay. I'm sure uh, Draymond um, enjoys the Brown win- the Browns winning a little bit in his heart. Exactly, exactly. You know what I'm saying he still got a little, little love for the for the for the city. I hope they blew that up. I hope they talked a lot about that. It was like you came around these parts and blah 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? I hope he got yeah, get- like the um, the Denver Broncos. Like you know, like every week when they're you know Denver versus Cleveland, or yeah. like he's the. Um, He's on the cover of that this week. I yeah, sent it yeah. to you guys. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm saying I'm, I'm hoping that the the, the league, because I, I think it's on the NFL channel today. I hope they, they interviewed him and just talked to him about, hey man, this is your hometown. You know what I'm saying? What does it feel like to be playing against them or so forth? Whatever. I just I think that's dope. Oh, uh, hey, I am the Interstate Row Seven Thirteen. In case you're wondering, uh, you've just been podcasted to, and I know you loved it. Peace. Up and down and a little to the right. <laughs> hey, what happened to you? You used to be blue.